Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin all right man you heard it before the ads whatever but uh man you know you're on the free form rock podcast man but this is gonna be the start of a new era of the Freeform Rock Podcast. My co-host Lee decided he didn't want to do music reviews anymore. He doesn't want to listen to rock music anymore. He is a fucking snobby latest mu- music guy. And if he heard it, heard it on the episodes, he's like, he wants everybody to agree with him. Kind of gets taxing. We're still brothers, man. He's still a great dude. He'll be up guesting on here once in a while. I just want to say there's no problems between me and Lee. It's just like... It's time to move on. So I decided to have a, we have, I have another thing on YouTube called the Mark and Jerry with Charles BS sessions. And I said, why not bring two people on? I have chemistry with, but uh, I didn't want to bring, bring them on at the same time. I wanted to rotate them. So since Charles was on the last Beatles episode, the last episode with Lee, I said, Hey, Jerry, you want to be part of it? You and Charles rotating? He goes, yeah. Well, yes, I do. Yeah. I said, welcome, Jerry Supe. Did I say your name right? Soupy, man. You got to say it right. Soupy. Soupy. I, I, I didn't say Lee's I, name I, right I, for years. So. I got ragged on in high school. I got called everything from Slurpee, Droopy, Campbell. <laughs> all but, you know, shit like that hardened just so you kind of, you know, aren't offended much by shit anymore. But, dude, I just want to say thank you, man, for offering me, you know, this, uh, this awesome fucking... Uh, um, Chance of you know filling in for Lee, and I'm filling in for Lee, but taking over for Lee. You're taking over. Uh, he, yeah. He's a great guy. I understand. Like sometimes you know, even friends can you know have differences, and it's better off just to part ways. But the cool thing about us, and including Charles, is we all we can we can we can always goof on each other and always smile about it at the end. You know, our musical taste, everything. You know, and uh, we're all cool with it. And I think that, that that's going to matter a lot going forth in this podcast. And thank you again, man. No problem. And I, I just want to say, man, I got uh, no dig at leave. Fuck, I don't have to listen to fucking hot poop ever again. <laughs> hey, I'd rather listen to ABBA or Ghost, what you guys are probably going to fucking give me. Got but, a lot of that. You got a lot of that coming up in the future. So. Oh, I know, dude. I'm going to get double teamed. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. My, I need to get some lube for my ass. Oh, no. Not that way, man. No way. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna feel like it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to lock ear- my doors at Rock and My pit. ears Rock- are gonna be raped listening to Ghost and Abba. God, just don't. Just, just promise me you don't pick Ace of Base. Well, I, I can't promise you that. Oh, no, I'm just. Kidding. I will. I will. You know, I saw the sign and it opened up my. <laughs> so I won't fucking play it. So. <laughs> All right, man, Jerry. I'm gonna fucking break your sherry. Who do we have guesting tonight? Dude, we got fucking Metal Mike here tonight, man. On my first show, man. I mean, you're like throwing me into the fucking, uh, the you know, the dogs right away, man. Throw me into the shit. So kind of being thrown in the deep end of the pool, hey? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an Tyler. honor, man. Mike Tyler, nice. Thank you for coming on our show for the, my very first episode. You know here. what? I I just told uh, Mark, you know, because I'm a podcast whore, total, you know. And if I have the time, like he mentioned Thrash, I'm like, dude, I'm your guy. You right. know me. I love thrash metal. It's one of my favorite subgenres of metal. 
So anytime you want me to cover any thrash metal band, you guys let me know, and I'll try to find a way. You know, because the good thing is, is I have every weeknight off now, except obviously Friday. That's when I do my Metal Mike show on thatmetalstation.com. Plug, plug. Which, incidentally, the, the co-host of this podcast, the founder of this podcast, the Mark II version of this podcast now, if you will. <laughs> well, three, four, I did and five, because I had that idiot Lee Sinclair on her. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, so, is- so I'm... Me and Charles are your fourth and fifth. Oh God! Well, I, Lee was guesting You're here right. and there. Bushy was on the third episode that got erased on accident, the Judas Priest one that we redid with Metal Mike and Bushy. Right. That got fucking replaced by Wishbone Ash. So there's two versions of Wishbone Ash on there because I'm not going to delete third episode. But we redid that album just so you guys could hear. Our okay, so let, let's go in order though. How, how did it start off? Because dude, it, I, didn't you have that one mongoloid fuck? Um... Oh, what's his oh, name? He uh, was he was a guest. He just never uh, fuck fuck that guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, like like Ian did his mother, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And I, if you're listening, you? Andrew, go 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 fuck a goat. You yeah, you gotta do the look like the subway guy, right? Uh, motherfucking poster board for fucking yeah. birth control. Yeah, that to... motherfucker shot his mouth off at me when all I said was like, "Dude, you just need to let it go," because he kept trying to fucking. And I'm like, you're not going to sharpshoot Ralph and Ian, you moron. Just stop, man, while you're ahead. And he fucking, like, messaged me. And this was a guy who, before that, sung my praises, said I was one of his favorite guests on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Oh, the Metal Mike show is one of the best radio shows on the All this shit. Like, licked my ass, practically, okay? Let's just call it for what it was. Which I did appreciate. I'm like, well, thank you, man. That's that's very nice of you to say. But... Then I'll say, you're fat, and your show sucks. I'm like, oh, because at the time I was overweight, and I'm like, and I'm still kind of a little overweight. Well, he's fat and baldy. What is his problem? I'm like, I'm going, (laughs) oh, dude, I've never heard that before. What a fucking crusher. And before I could even respond, the little bitch blocked me, so I couldn't (laughs) fucking say anything to him. So, hey, uh, dickhead, poster board for birth control, you mongoloid fuck. The best part of you ran down your daddy's leg while you were being conceived, you piece of fuck. <laughs> well, okay, is funny. You. Bill Wang, remember, remember, Andrew used to do podcaster rankings. You were like one of the uh, favorite. Go- I was free for bro. I was one of the favorite podcast hosts. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he like turns on you, like bam. Oh, yeah, the minute he turned you on me. It's like it. I go, what did I do, bitch? Fuck, you know what? I do thank him because he did share the shit out of fucking the show, and I got a lot of downloads with him on it, even though he was, like, monotone. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, 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 yeah, he sucks, dude. Sorry. I'm sorry, Now, maybe man. he's a better writer than he is a speaker. I Probably. don't know. He even hates the Decibel Geek now, right? He hates every fucking buddy that everybody. doesn't agree with him. If you don't agree with him, and I just can't stand motherfucker, like, you know, you and me, Mark, we disagree all the time, but you're still my boy. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I don't care, you know? And there are things we do agree on. I mean, it's not like no two music lovers or metalheads ever agree 100% on anything. I'm here to tell you right now. It just doesn't happen. Not in my experience. Oh, yeah. And it takes Mark- shit personal. Yeah, me and Mark go at it all the time. With oh, hurt. We take, we take it and we move on, dude. We don't yeah. get sucked. If we don't say we don't hate on each other for it, you know. It's I, I stupid. Don't, I, don't, just... I don't send you a million tracks of Oasis like some other guy does to people. 
Well, it's like I'm not I'm not a huge Van Hagar fan, but I'm not gonna fucking you know. Oh, I'm not a Van Hagar fan at all. I like Sammy with Montrose. I like yeah. Solo Sammy before he joined Van Halen. I'm I'm I wanna. I don't know. I just felt like they mutually neutered each other. And you gotta understand, I'm from the St. Louis Metro East area. Sammy's a big fucking deal here. So when I ha found out he was joining Van Halen, I'm like, oh wow. I was hoping that maybe it was gonna be like a Black Sabbath situation where Ozzy goes solo and kicks total ass and then sabbath gets dio and you got the heaven and hell version of that band right, right. and i'm like fuck yeah man you know the fans win right Wrong. for me that didn't happen <laughs> for me that didn't happen i just got it and i know other people they love and that's fine i'm not saying you can't like it i'm not saying you're stupid or wrong for liking it it just was it wasn't what i was expecting it's not what i was wanting from either sammy that my, I try to emphasize that. I was disappointed as a Van Halen and a Sammy fan. Okay? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You nailed it there, Mike, when you said they neutered each other. What a great fucking way to... I've been saying that for years, yeah. dude. That is, like, perfect, you know, of, you know, of what happened, man. I agree 100% with that. I mean, I got dick when I wanted clit. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. I just don't really... I was very, very disappointed with 5150, man, because I thought we were going to get, like, you know, everybody wants some combined with fucking rock candy or heavy metal combined with, you know, DOA, and we got fucking, I don't know, I top 40, poppy, I just didn't care for you it. Got Journey. And I know Eddie I was going... You got Journey. And, and I like Journey, but Journey is Journey, okay? Exactly. I don't want that from Eddie fucking Van Halen. And I know that he was the guy that was kind of going in that direction. So I don't blame Sammy. The only thing I blame Sammy for is him. I mean, I can't blame him in a way joining the, at that time, arguably the biggest band in the world. I mean, Sammy was pretty established and he was a, you know, he, he had made it. I mean, you know, VOA was a big hit. You know, he had put out a lot of solid albums and he, but that's one thing that does bother me about him is when he'll try to, like, even in his book, he tries to make it out like he was as big as Van Halen. Sammy, I'm sorry, I was just a kid, but I was there, and you weren't as popular as Van Halen. Now, in St. Louis, you were a pretty big deal, but Van Halen was selling out sometimes multiple nights a week mm -hmm. in the same city. Nobody was bigger than Van Halen at that time. It's just a fucking fact, man. So... That's all. It's just, and then sometimes with him, it's just like, dude, let it go, man. Just let it go. Focus on being Sammy and just do Sammy stuff, you know. Because once he wrote that book, man, I'm sorry, but that was the point of no return. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's probably why Alex doesn't talk to him anymore. Right. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, dude, you kind of fucking, I, I'm not saying some of the stuff he said probably wasn't true, but still it was just like, when you do a tell-all book, man. Yeah. You gotta expect you're gonna yeah. burn some fucking bridges, all right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, gotta keep shit private, man. Don't fucking you know announce it to the world, right? It's like you guys tell me some private things. I don't go out there and write a book about it. Come on, well, no, no. <laughs> if you did, I'd be like, well, goddamn, Mark. I know well, uh, exactly. I so I understand how Alex feels about Sammy, right? Yeah, yeah. And and Sammy should understand that also. I don't know why he's playing stupid. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. You know, come on. I mean, don't play dumb. You know why. You know why. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's all I got to say about it, really. You know, I don't, if people want to like Van Hagar, fuck, 
rock yeah. out with your cock out. You ladies, jam out with your clam out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just don't, That'd be you nice. know. Yeah, but actually, it would be well. <laughs> it would if, be nice. Unless they don't, it would be nice as long as they don't like. Come on, like, if you were, if you went to, if you knew that all the women were going to be naked at a Van Hagar show, would you go? Yeah, um, probably, <laughs> especially if it were hot chicks, though. But if it even looked like Roseanne Barr, I'm out. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Rosie O'Donnell wrote, no, I don't want to see them naked. Ooh, Sorry. Rosie O'Donnell. Thanks, Ooh. man. I, I almost had a Woody to let yeah, you Yeah, ruined, ruined that. Yeah. Well, you just got to think, man. Not every one of them is going to be fucking lookers, man. Well, yeah. and, and hey, for you ladies that get offended, hey, nobody wants to see me naked either. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, man. So we're here today because I, I said so I want to break Jerry's cherry on this episode. And I said, Jerry. Hey. Pick an album. What'd you pick, Jerry? I picked a band that, man, was it's, it's almost forgotten, in my opinion, as far as their contributions to thrash and, and heavy metal early on. I mean, you think of the big four, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer, but this band, and even Testament gets mentioned up there, but you never really hear, at least I haven't, you know, the, re the respect and the, and the accolades that this band deserves. I'm talking about Metal Church, man. They were, a, I mean, they still are a great freaking band, man. Um, I got into, I admit, I got into them in, in the late 80s when, you know, the album we're going to do, Blessing in Skies, came out. And then I kind of went back to their earlier stuff and continued to be a fan uh, up until now, man. They were, they are a great freaking heavy metal thrash band, man. What do you guys think? Well, Mike, I'm going to let you go because I'm not very oh. versed in this. Band. Okay, okay, um, fair enough. Okay, I am, but I'm not. Uh, let me let me start off by that. Uh, my big brother, obviously, I've mentioned scapegoat David Tyler, very influential on me, man. I the one thing I can say about people because there's sometimes people will be surprised that I got into rock and metal. And, you know, like they're like, you were a fan of Kiss Alive. You were how old? I'm like, well, my older brother. You know, Big Brothers, and I also had a neighbor across the street, Kevin Barnes, and he was like a surrogate Big Brother to all us Tyler boys because he's like 10 years older than me. And then we, I had my cousin Mitchell, and, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Kiss was my – Kiss Alive, man. That was a, that's a very, very important album to me. Yes. It's my favorite Kiss album of all time and it, because it was my introduction to not just Kiss but anything – I mean, not that my mom and dad didn't, you know, they listen to country, they listen to rock too. So I got to know about that. But as a little kid playing around the house, I didn't really pay much attention to what my mom and dad was playing on the stereo at the time. As I got older, I did, you know, but at the time, man, I was like, I mean, I was all into, you know, even as a little boy, I love comic book superheroes, you know, both Marvel and DC equally. And I used to have these um, records that were power records, and they were like audio dramas, like the old radio shows that my dad used to listen to of like The Shadow and stuff like that. And my dad bought me these records. It'd be Spider-Man versus the Dragon Man or Batman, Robin meets Man Bat and so forth, right? And I would just listen to these records when my brother – this is like early 76. I turned five in October, and the album had only been out for a few months, and he was just like, hey, man, you, you like comic books. You like superheroes, huh? Which even as a five-year-old, I'm like, duh. Like, why are you asking me this question, you know? And he goes, well, check this out, and he shows me the cover of Kiss Alive. And, you know, I'm like, whoa. He's like, these guys are superheroes, but they play rock music. And I'm like, uh-uh. And he goes, yeah. So he he, he he goes, let me put it on. So I, I let him put it on. He puts it on. And 
you know, the intro with J.R. Small, you are the best, you got it, the hottest band, the land, Kiss, and the and the guitars, and the explosion, and Ace just going freaky on the, it changed my life, it just literally changed my life, after that, we were fucking obsessed with Kiss, um, and so much so that, that we drove our neighbor and my cousin nuts, and they were the guys that were like, guys, there's other bands, and, and Kevin and them, they introduced me to Sabbath and Zeppelin and, you know, my cousin introduced me to Priest and Alice Cooper and Ted Nugent and all that great Aerosmith and all that, you know, Rush even, all that great 70s hard rock and heavy metal, that early American and UK, North American, I should say, UK, because Canada's part of North America, folks, and I include those bands. Um, so I some lover boy. <laughs> and I see I can't dig on Loverboy. I never was much into Loverboy, but Triumph. You want to talk about a criminally underrated oh, band? And I know Triumph. you agree with that. I know oh, you yeah. do. Um, and of course, Rush. Obviously, I love the the, the '70s and early '80s stuff. You know. Um, so yeah, you know, I I'm I've always been at a very young age. I was lucky. I and and I remember my brother. He would always bring home. So when we started getting into thrash metal and stuff, you know. I mean, once we got into Metallica and then, you know, and as I said, Megadeth's Peace Cells, but who's, who's um, buying really blew open the, the, the thrash metal floodgates for me. We just bought anything that even looked remotely thrash, you know, and, and my brother brought home the first Metal Church album, and we loved it. And then there was, of course, The Dark, and I really loved the original vocalist. I think David Wayne, Dave. rest in peace, was fucking amazing because he kind of had that evil voice, too. Like, when you hear... Watch the children pray, man. It just, um, and that's no, that's no disrespect on the guy who sings on the album we're covering today. Um, but that's how I got into Metal Church, and and basically, what's ironic is, I had we had like the first set. You know, I think this may have been the last Metal Church album that I physically owned. I don't know why. Um, maybe because they weren't on a major label anymore. But their other subsequent albums at the time kind of went past my radar. Okay, so I've got all their stuff digitally, but I'm kind of getting into their their stuff post this album, if that makes any sense. But I will say this. I loved the first three albums. Um, I haven't really even and, – and I don't know why. Like um, last night, somebody actually asked for Battalions off the first album. They requested it. And I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, you know, I really should play Metal Church more often on my show. I mean I have occasionally. Uh, Kane really likes them a lot because, you know – or, or the soon-to-be DJ Polygon, he loves power metal. Like, that's one of his favorite subgenres. And obviously, I think Metal Church, especially with this album, kind of went from total threat. You know, I don't know. It's weird. That's what's kind of cool about Metal Church. Are they traditional metal? Are they thrash metal? Are they power metal? Are they progressive metal? Well, they're all those things, you know? And I yeah. definitely think they are very, very underrated, Jerry. I totally agree with you on that. This is a very, very underrated band, in my opinion. And I have kind of almost forgotten about him i'm sorry to say yeah. so thank you for picking this record because it kind of like man i really got to check out their albums post this yeah xi man it's a great album that was the first album that, that's the first album to welcome back mike howe after he left for a while a, another great singer gone before our time yes yes and I mean, really what's happened it was sad what happened to him suicide, you know man suicide because he wasn't getting like the, the proper fucking medical attention or some shit like that i don't know what it was but it wasn't very uh it wasn't well, very i got the article about that because i do want to address that um really uh, right with the first track honestly but uh anyway does anybody want to yeah. go why don't since you're the metal church expert jerry why don't you go through 
the the particulars of this album when it was produced when it was you know released who produced it and all that good stuff gas is 1989 um i don't know if this is i consider it the classical lineup i know a lot of people think david wayne is the classic singer but see that's the classic lineup for yeah, me. but I, I like this i i'm not in no way am i disparaging this okay let's just put that out there um you know i guess they moved up to to washington after a brief stay in san francisco or something like that and they uh you know, the, the, I, the, like I said, the classic lineup, Mike Howe, Craig Wells, John Marshall, Dave Erickson, Kirk Arrington. To me, that's the classic lineup. I know Kurt Vanderhoof. I guess he was on this album, kind of, I guess. Well, he helped write a lot of the songs. Yeah, he and, wrote and, a lot. And he, and he played guitar on it. He, he kind of helped in a production because that was his whole thing was like, I'm going to. I'm going to still help you guys out, and I'm going to help co-write and everything. But he, he said at the time that he was really, really interested in um the production side of things and he did that for a while yeah. until he came back full-time later i i did a little he bit of research most of the songs yeah he's been the only the really consistent thing all the way through their career basically in my, well, in he my... wrote these songs yeah well him and craig wells craig man <laughs> co-writes a lot of co-writes for wells with the I'm music thinking. not the yeah. lyrics like... no no vanderhoof wrote most of the lyrics it looks like um there is like a one that uh, a different member of the band did, and then Mike Howe assisted with Badlands. But you're right, Kurt. Hey, he's very he's a big part of the band, even when he's not in the band, you know. And he's back in the band right now, yeah. isn't he? Um, yeah. yeah they, so they just announced a new singer, Mark Lopes. Mark Lopez, I think his name is. I don't yeah. know about him, but I'm actually really anxious to hear what they sound like. With well, him. you know what? I'm 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 hearing they're putting out a new album, so I'm definitely going to check it out. For sure now, and I'm going to listen to the stuff post this album because I kind of want to see what the musical evolution of this band was. Because like I said, and it's just one of those things like I got their stuff digitally a while back, but, you know, you get busy with life and it's like, and, and I don't know about, and I'm sure Mark identifies with this completely, especially now that you're a DJ. You get bombarded with new music constantly. Oh, yeah. We're getting music sent to the station all the fucking time. We also get, you know, the DJs share music with each other all the time i mean i'm constant and also i'm discovering new bands on Bandcamp and amazon music all the time so it's like you know and that's what's kind of cool i'm not really big on streaming music but the cool things about Bandcamp and and, and and amazon music is you can actually buy the music and with Bandcamp, if you buy it on friday the bands get a hundred percent of the profits folks oh damn so, yeah and you can, I mean, man, I've gotten some really cool stuff, and I've discovered all kinds of great bands. Just send on. it all to me. Dude. <laughs> all right, well, you know, I'll I'll do my best, dude. You know, I've been right. trying to because I've got like I've got one of the drop boxes that I actually pay for, so I got quite a bit of room. Oh. I'm even keeping the music that I've sent to people on there just in case somebody else needs it. Cool, so. man. Because I I I don't have any metal church, <laughs> and it's the first time I heard it. And I, well, I'll hook you up, dude. Yeah, I need some metal church for the station. Yeah. Because I even have Ghost for Jerry. You Bobby gave Flesh me. Hey, hey I like Ghost, man. I'm I'm sorry about your bad luck, Mark. <laughs> it's o it's okay, man. But I have it for request because I'm not a dick. Yeah. Oh, and that's and that's well. Yeah, dude. I play shit that I'm not into yeah. sometimes, you know. But I'm like, hey, you know, I got somebody who's in the chat room and they're my listener and they and they really are. I don't want to use the word fan because it makes me sound like I got a big head. And I'm just, I mean, look, folks, something you guys got to realize about us podcasters and online radio, we're just like you. We're just fans, okay? You know, and that's all. 
which means even you guys could maybe be a DJ at thatmetalstation.com. So hit me up. Plug! Yeah, baby. (laughs) Plug that shit. I fucking, I share everybody's shit. I don't care if you don't. I know you do, Mark, and I do appreciate it, man. Don't, dude, I don't even have, I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't even been sharing the plug pod. I mean, we've done three fucking full force football episodes. I haven't shared it at all. I haven't had time. It kind of sucks. This job is just consuming me right now. You know what kind of sucks? Because I can't share it from your uh, group anymore because it went private. Uh, So I I have to like copy and paste the link. (laughs) <laughs> and then share it myself. <laughs> well, if you want, dude, I'll I'll send you a link. I'll try to remember to do that for you, man. We only did that. I kind of have my older brother, Scapegoat, and my sister-in-law, Natalie, running the Metal Mike Facebook group page and even the plug and all that. Because, again, man, I'm with you my new job, yeah. it's very – I'm not complaining. <laughs> I like my new job. But it's very – and they told me this. They warned me right off the bat, Mike, the first two or three months, you're going to feel totally overwhelmed. Well, they wasn't fucking lying. Well, fucking Bushy only has three days a week. He should fucking help. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, well, look, man, the, the thing was is we had agreed that since he does all the editing and does That's, that, I, get I felt like it's only fair for me to, to share the episode. You know I have to fuck with Bushy because so, he fucks with Oh, me. I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> I fuck with Bushy all the time. I mean, anybody who says The Elders, their number two Kiss album. Oh, my God. That album sucks. Here's the thing, though, Why do people like it? I don't understand. If people like it, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. But one of the things that cracked me up is when he was on Baco Plus One, which, of course, is a spinoff from uh, Cobras uh, Cobras and Fire podcast. Yeah, they don't even know about me. (laughs) Baco actually said to... uh, well, you know, he asked Baco, hey, do you like The Elder? And Baco's a fan. He goes, yeah, I love that album. Yeah, Metal Mike and everybody, DJ Metal Mike, my co-host, everybody gets me a hard time because I made it my number two album. And Baco said, hold the fuck on. Wait a minute. You're number two of all time. Really, Bushy? And I'm like, you know, which let's be honest. When we do a top five, top ten, it's how we feel at that moment. You know, I really do feel like your opinions do change over time. I know sure. mine do. You know. Oh yeah, I don't like Screedy Politi anymore. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, man. Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, that's no problem. This is the third album. Um, the first, the feature, the great Mike Mike Howe. We talked about him earlier. Rest in peace. Uh, there's a song off this album that's actually kind of prophetic if you think about it. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I think the producer was Terry Date, man. He did a lot of cool, you know, bands. Dream Theater, Pantera, Pantera, White Zombie, and of course, unfortunately, he actually did Limp Biscuit too. But oh man, well, yeah, but I think he did the first album, the good one. The good. There is a good (laughs) Limp Biscuit album. Yeah, I think the first one's not bad. It was after that. There, oh my like, god, Bushy Bushy made a me and Lee review fucking Olympus Biscuit album, and I liked half of it. And I was like, "What the fuck? I feel dirty." Here's the thing, and and Bushy gets mad at me when I say this. But there was another band in that subgenre that that's called new metal. I prefer the term alternative metal because I I hated that. I even though I know what it means and what, but to me it's like it's not new anymore. You're you're automatically dating it by calling it that, even though you're spelling it different. I thought it was fucking retarded. I still think it's fucking retarded. So I refuse to call it new metal. But that whole subgenre, mm-hmm. there are just like every subgenre of metal or even rock or any kind of music. Some of it I like, some of it I don't. 
there's a band that I think was a hundred times better in Limp Biscuit and would have been bigger if their lead singer hadn't tragically gotten killed in a car wreck, and that's Snot. I saw Snot live at Ozfest, and they are were a much better band than Limp Biscuit, and they kind of had that same vibe. Just saying. Shots fired, Bushy. <laughs> do you? What do you think about that, Jerry? I said yes. Um, you know what? Oh, I just remember those. That that. that I hope that. you don't like Limp Biscuit. No, I oh, I, 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 I actually loathe Limp Biscuit. Actually, I just can't stand Fred Durst. I just I just never saw the how what what was so good about them, man. They were. They freaking hurt my ears, man, and I don't know what it was. I I just couldn't listen to them. I'm sorry for your listening. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, hey, I'm not a fan, really. I don't hate them, but I'm not like, yeah, Lip Biscuit either. I'm just like, eh. I think when eh. he saw them when he was really drunk and a young fucking kid in the military, he didn't know what good music was. Like Lee tells me, I don't know what good music is, right? Here, <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will give them this, though. I saw them at OzFest. They were very energetic. Fred Durst, like, literally jumped out into the crowd. And this is a fucking festival, not a fucking club show. Jumped out in the crowd. Um, they put on a good show. With that being said, Limp Biscuit is not on my list of great bands. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I would never... There's other bands in that subject. I, fuck, I'll take Corn over Limp Biscuit, okay? I and Corn got old really quick. I like the first three albums. And people got to understand, part of the reason why I liked it was because they downtuned, and I'm a huge Sabbath fan. The thicker, the heavier, the better for me. You know what I'm saying? I, that's why I love doom metal and sludge metal and all that stuff so much, too. That's all I'm saying. But it, when it came to bands from that particular subgenre, I would have to say my favorite would probably be the Deftones. And I know they're not everybody's Ooh, cup of tea either, but really. I love the Deftones. So. I can't stand that dude's voice. Oh, yeah, God. see, some people don't, and that's that's fine. You know, I get it, you know. Just like I don't like Def Leppard post-Pyromania. Yeah, you're lost. It's not I'm my Def Leppard, though. <laughs> you got to understand, dude, dude, I was a fan from on through, through the very first record, and when I heard Hysteria, I fucking hated it instantly i'm like where's the rock this is all pop dude fuck this shit listen to dude, it now. come on there's a lot oh, of rock it sucks it sucks gods dude. of war to my women. ears it fucking sucks okay armageddon i hated it i hated dude, it the wrong overproduced it's the fucking the rawness was gone man yeah the, the fucking yeah the rock was gone dude yeah and they've become a fucking clip band ever you since you guys could rock off <laughs> Hey, that's fine. You like it. More power to you. I'm just telling you, man. I know. Not my Def Leppard, okay? You know what? And then that's, they want to downplay cool, the man. fact that they weren't part of the new wave of British heavy metal when clearly those three albums, even though, yes, there was some pop poppiness to it. I'm not saying there wasn't. That's Hello, the thing, America like, was totally pop. Come on. Well, look, man. Glam metal. Yeah. That's what it was. It was a mixture of pop and metal. You know, they were always going that the way. Rock of the 70s, they were always going to go that way with their influence. Yeah, but they fucking went fucking way too fucking far with it. Okay, for my ears. Hey, look, that album sold a gazillion copies. But I'm going to tell you something. I remember it wasn't a huge hit when it came out. It wasn't that album, because, because the best song they released off it was "Women." They had to get to some pour some sugar on me in the ballads for the women to come into the. Yeah. Once MTV bowl. started playing pour some sugar on me, that's when that record blew up. I I'm agree. telling you, I, I bought it with the women, debut. Dude. I, I it watched. Women was I listened awesome. to it. 
the rock station in my, uh, you know, because I live in the Metro East St. Louis area. So KC95 been a rock station longer than I've been alive. And they debuted the album. And I remember being excited. And I just was like, oh, my God, what what happened? And a few months later, though, I'm all like going, man, this album sucks. And everybody that was the consensus to us, us rock and metal dudes. But next thing you know, pour some sugar on me blows up, and then all of a sudden they became a clip band. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I said I, I get it. Like you guys always say, timeline. I always dispute timeline. Timeline, exactly. But I, I, I dispute it a little bit, but I'm gonna say that because I got into rock music with the Beatles and Foreigner. Fair enough. I love Foreigner the Beatles, Double dude. Vision. So Foreigner's that, great. That pop element was there for me. So when I heard Hysteria, it was just like normal shit to me. Okay, was, was that your first Def Leppard album? No, my Def Leppard album was Pyromania. Okay. See, I love that album, even and though I, my favorite. I went is back high to and High and Dry and loved that too, and I loved all the uh, other ones. High and Dry it. is a masterpiece. From Fuck yeah! To we did that with the great Doctor Fuck. Doctor Fuck rules. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, man. No, yeah, like we were saying before we started talking, that Doctor Fuck, man, without him, we wouldn't have these podcasts. And you know, Ian's like going, "Fuck." We got all these fucking Britney Foxes behind us, you know, by that. <laughs> but the thing is, to, in my defense, I started doing the Metal Mike show and the live radio show way before I got into podcasting. And part of the reason why is because I wanted to differentiate myself from Ralph and Ian. I didn't want, but I was still inspired by them. And, you know, and they were, of course, total supporters of when I joined. And then eventually I became a co-owner and the guy who started the founder, he left, but amicably me and scott are still good friends man i love that guy i credit four individuals with me being becoming dj metal mike and that's ralph Vieira, ian wadley bill wayne and then scott green of course for giving me the opportunity man because i wouldn't even have known about that metal station if it hadn't have been for the rock and metal combat podcast so i humbly thank all of you gentlemen yeah, it was Ralph's show, actually, that got me onto that metal station, so I have to thank him for that, too. So <laughs> oh, There you go, man. Yeah. And, Ralph, anytime you ever want to come back, man, I know you're super-duper busy, but you're always welcome, man, with open arms. You rule. Yeah, but then he makes fun of it because fucking Mark Dolly says I'm playing fucking uh, Hysteria. <laughs> well, Mark Dolly just needs to... I don't know. He... I'm going to shut up. Gonna... Dude, I thought I was a shit-stirrer, dude. He He's like... Uh, Grade A, I'm like grade C. <laughs> like, like I don't it. know. But let's get into this album, shall we? Metal Church, Blessing in Disguise. Well, I didn't get to say that I got into this band when Harry gave me the album. <laughs> so <laughs> that's about it, man. I didn't know about, I knew about them, but I didn't know about them until I didn't hear them until Jerry. So let's do this. And I say, cool. Because I'm always open to new shit. I listen to Ghost. I listen to shit that people give me if i don't like it it's okay man if you like it man like i always say enjoy but uh yeah. <laughs> let's get into this album we get the track one fake healer what do you think about this one metal mike oh man um of course written by wells and and vanderhoof uh lyrics by vanderhoof man just kicks off with a killer galloping riff that then goes into another groovy riff basically about how fucked up the medical profession is um pretty fucking prophetic considering that this vocalist mike Howe apparently killed himself because he couldn't afford the cost of big pharma and stuff in fact there is a statement i have um right here where it says metal church mike Howe is victimized 
by a failing healthcare system before his suicide. And yeah, you know, he was found, um, um, you know, dead, and it was really, really sad. It was actually TMZ that first reported it, man, which I'm like, kudos to them. Because, you know, Metal Church is not really like, like Jerry's mentioned. They're not really mentioned among the great thrash metal bands or those type of bands, you know. Um, so, you know, but he just, you know, they just basically made the statement and said, we ask that you remember Mike in that way and for the amazing medical music he created. Well, they even said, okay, if you knew Mike Howe, then you knew he was a truly good human being who loved his friends, his family, and his many fans around the world. He would always go to the extra mile to make someone feel good, and we always give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. We ask that you remember Mike in that way and for the amazing metal music he created. As to what really happened, he was victimized by a failing healthcare system and subsequently poisoned by the venom of Big Pharma. They they wrote using a term which refers collectively to the global pharmaceutical industry. In short, and in essence, he fell prey to the real, quote, fake healer. Enough said. Hashtag truth. Godspeak, Mike Howe. We love you. So there you go, man. Uh, very, very prophetic, in my opinion. What and, about uh, you, Jerry? Um, yeah, just a great song. Yeah. What more can I add to that? I mean, he said everything. I'm the car it's top notch, man. By you know, oh, new- stellar mu- musicianship. And here's a little side note here about John Marshall. What else is he known for? You think? What famous band did he had? Re- what famous singer did he replace for a while? I have no idea. Singer, rhythm guitar player. Who? He replaced James Hetfield when he got the burning. When he got burned on stage, he was oh, actually Kurt- an Axel's bitch fit. Yeah, yeah, he was Kirk Hammett's road uh, guitar tech, I think, and he got to be able to. Fill in for James during the shows. Yeah, so that's, fucking because uh, Axel's a bitch. All right, but uh, go now I'm going to rate these songs one through five horns up, man. This song is definitely five horns up, man. It start this album starting out pretty killer, man. Hey Jerry, you're kicking ass. Just wanted to uh, give you tell you that. <laughs> well, the song has a grinding groove, man. Fucking love. I I don't know this band. I never heard them. Until uh, Jerry said, hey, let's do Metal Church Blessing in Disguise. I've heard of them, but I haven't heard them. It's like, uh, but actually, didn't listen to them until now because it, uh, it's fucking cool, man. I know you don't like Duran Duran, Mike. <laughs> but uh, nope, this is fucking, a, you know, you, you, you need to learn that I haven't played Duran Duran in four weeks. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> okay, back to the song. It's really good. My first impression of it, I love it. Really cool song, man. And uh, I'll get into Mike Howell later because I I read about him when he passed away, and I'll bring that in later. And then we get to track number two, which is "Rest in Pieces," April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. What do you think about this metal, Mike? Oh man, just starts off with a killer drum intro that goes into a really cool thrashy riff. Um, obviously about the tragedy of the Titanic sinking, ironically on its maiden voyage, and how big of a total fucking clusterfuck it came to be known. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny because I had this gal I worked with years ago. It was actually my first job as a nurse. And this gal who worked in the kitchen, she was sweet and all, but I'm like, wow. The movie was on, right? And the old folks in the nursing home were watching the Titanic movie. And this gal was like, 706 out of 2,200. Well, that ain't bad. And I went, oh, yeah? Tell that to the poor motherfuckers that went down with the ship. I'm like, not bad. That's less than half, girl. What are you? T-? Man, I said, you need to go back to school for your fucking math, man. Like, Jesus. Oh, that ain't bad. 
it's like it's a fucking disaster like literally you know like just a total total clusterfuck man and um but uh, aside from what the song is about stellar musicianship throughout the track some sweet and tasty soloing by craig wells who co-writes most of the tracks on this album just another fucking killer track what do you guys think what do you think about it cherry uh you know what do you say about the Titanic? You know it's you know today it's more you know it's 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 bloated. It's everywhere now. But back then in 1989, they didn't really know much about it because I think they just discovered it what in '85 something like that. They finally found where the boat was. Yeah. So at the time, '89 it was still, it was kind of cool to hear something about the Titanic. And then they made well, a I'm... terrible movie with James Cameron. Yeah, go on. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like I just said, it's bloated. It's everywhere nowadays. But it was cool hearing the story back then because, you know, not everybody knew, you know, everything about it. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of a history buff, so I knew about it. And the ironic thing about the Titanic, how I first heard about it, is I watched this film strip in school. Man, I was in grade school, and they talked about a dude who, like, ten years before the Titanic, had wrote a book called The Titan, and in the book. It's a ship. It's the biggest ship in the world. It goes on its maiden voyage, and it gets hit by a fucking iceberg and sinks, man. Like, literally 10 years before that happened. And they were just talking about, man, did this guy see the future, or is it just one of them weird coincidences? And there's just a lot of weird things. Like, I don't know if you know this, but before the maiden voyage, Captain Smith, his last quote, that he was quoted in a newspaper, they asked him, hey, if you could sum up all your years of experience at sea, because this guy was going to retire yeah. after this voyage, um, what would you sum it up? And he said, uneventful. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I mean, just the that, that whole thing just drips with fucking irony. Oh, shit. Wow. I mean, it's just like, wow. The whole story, I mean, it's just like, and like I said, you want to talk about one of the biggest clusterfucks of all time, man. It just... Just, I mean, just the way that, I mean, because even with the boats they had, they still didn't use it to capacity, even though they didn't have enough boats. I mean, it was just like, and the one thing I will say about the film, I didn't mind it because one of the things I liked about it is how they kind of explained some of the decision making and the thought process that was mm -hmm. going on. Because as a kid, I was like, what were these guys, fucking morons, well, man? Kate Winslet it, it was, was fucking hot. Better. Oh yeah, oh, oh. that's my girl. Oh, I still yeah. love. But, I love um, her accent, dude. Just talk. Oh. It's yeah, not I know, like right? Daisy Ridley. She sucks. Hey, yeah. Daisy Ridley's freaking hot. <laughs> Daisy's a cutie. You know, I don't know what's wrong with you, bro. But yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, because there was just certain things like when Rose asked certain questions about the guy who designed Titanic, and he kind of explains like, "Well, I wanted to do this, but I was overruled." And then, of course, you have the guy who was the the higher up in White Star. I think it was the White Star Line. Yeah. Um, encouraging Captain Smith to go full steam, man, you know, and, and retire with a bane. And, and you know, and, and then the fact that he even knew about the iceberg, but he didn't do anything. But then, like, um, the late, great uh, Bill Paxton explains, his character explains that Titanic was so big that they'd never really dealt with the ship that big and the type of rudders it had that it couldn't turn worth the fuck. So everything that Captain, all his experiences at sea, ironically, was working against him. Yep. And it's because he figures whatever's big enough to sink the ship, we're going to fucking see it. And then there was the fog. I mean, like everything that could go wrong went fucking wrong, man. It was just like. <laughs> but look how binoculars not there. You know what I mean? Ship right. 
Yeah, yeah. and the in the fog and just the and the fact that they didn't even realize that the the, the hole had been breached at first. I mean, so they're just like. It's just like, it's almost like they went and said, this ship is unsung. I think even somebody quoted, not even God could sink this that's, ship. That's, I'm not a religious guy, but frail, I think God was like, right there, man. you know, I mean, you know, I think God was like, I'm not a big believer in religion, but I think if there is a God, he's probably like, oh, yeah? Okay. That's what happens. Elitists always get caught. <laughs> so anyway, man, there you but, go. What about the song? The song is killer, dude. Like I said, I'm going to mention how great the riffs are just about every one of these songs. Oh, yes. But uh, I'm going to give this one four horns. It's not as perfect as Fake Healer, but it's almost just as perfect. I love it. You know what? I concur with your assessment. I didn't really rank them, but stellar fucking track. Yeah. Oh, but the thing is, going back and piggybacking on your uh, Titanic thing, what the fuck? Uh, there was room for fuck. Rose was a bitch. There was room for him on that plane. Oh, yeah, I, I heard that that Cameron just recently did a study yeah, or a test did. with two other actors, seeing if Jack could have shared the 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 thing with him. I don't know if it worked or not. I haven't found out the results, but yeah. <laughs> there was but let's so be much honest. They always did that because they wanted all the girls to get all. He died because yeah. he exactly. died. He does make the ultimate sacrifice for her. I mean, he did. You That's know. true. It was for dramatic purposes. Come on. Oh, sure. And I, and like I said, I think it's it's not my favorite James Cameron film, but it's well done. Yeah, I will know? agree with uh, Eric R.M.C.P. Jordan from The Rock I Love You podcast. Plug, plug, bitch, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> fucking Terminator is the best James Cameron movie. And I love Terminator 2, even though you don't like it. I do love it, but I love the Terminator better. But I think the best James Cameron's movie is The Abyss. That's a very underrated movie, man. I love Aliens, too. Oh, Aliens is crazy. But The Abyss, he invented deep-sea diving equipment so you could see their faces. Yeah, well, he basically did shit much like what Lucas did when he did Star Wars. They They had to invent the shit to do it. Yeah. Nobody did shit like that before. You know, it's, people just don't realize sometimes how groundbreaking certain filmmakers or certain artists are. Even in music, you know, like it, it's like it's like you have to put yourself in the context of the times when these things are made. And some people don't do that. You know, they're very narrow-minded. I know people who won't even watch a black and white picture or an old movie because it's black and white. Oh, you know? I love black and white. I, I'm so fucking jealous of you, Metal Mike. Oh, yeah? I bit on fucking damn good movie memories once for the Halloween episode. Fuck, hey, you're I on there fucking on almost every week. What can I say? My fellow DJ at that metal station, who's on every Wednesday night, plug, plug, uh, the bad beat with Brian Dave Davis. Um, he loves me, man. You got to understand something about me and Brian, though. We met at the second Rockin' Pod, and I was already a fan of his podcast. I'll never forget, we were at the... I can't remember the name of the venue where the bands were playing. It was the pre-party the night before the actual event. And at that time, I didn't go as a podcaster. I went as a fan. I was DJ Metal Mike of that metal station, and people kind of knew who I was. But I hadn't gone into podcasting yet, even though I wanted to. And uh, I just heard Brian's voice. He was behind me, and I turned around, and I went, holy fuck, you're the damn good movie memories guy. And he's like, that's right. And I said, man, I'm DJ Metal Mike. He goes, yeah, I know who you are, bro. And we just instantly became like buddies, man. After that, we were almost inseparable from the time he was there until he left. He hung out with me almost the entire time. And uh, I think that might be part of it, man. And 
Besides, I, I know, but he he knows I get drunk on this podcast. When I when I did the Halloween podcast, I don't know if you guys heard. He said, "Yeah, Mark, your your thoughts are concise and <laughs> clear." Well, not drinking. I, <laughs> I don't drink on his podcast because right, I want right. to be as professional as and he I'm is sure, because his sure. voice is like butter. Oh, he's great. He's great. Oh my man. god, I. I tried to get him as a DJ after I first met him. I'm like, hey, do you ever – and at the time, he's like, I don't know if I really have the time. And then out of the blue one day, he just said, hey, man, I'd love to do a blues-based rock and metal show, man. Would you – and I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, man. Let's do this, you know. So, And he's been a consistent DJ for us at that metal station ever since. I absolutely love Brian. I have n nothing but great things to say about him. He's an nice amazing job. person. And a great podcaster, a great DJ, and and a damn good friend, man. Hey, Brian, Even, I, I know Brian is listening because he does listen to the show. And he's yeah. really happy that Lee isn't going to be picking weird albums again. So he, <laughs> we were talking on that metalstation.com on uh, his show, The Bad Beat, uh, yeah. this last week. <laughs> we were talking about it. Uh, he doesn't like the new Black Star Riders, but that's okay. But uh, I haven't heard it yet. I, I like it. I think it's rocking. I think it's just raw rock and roll. Uh, but uh, Brian Davis, I love you, man. I'm so jealous when you brought Ralph Fierro on the fucking Up and Smoke podcast because that's my <laughs> shit. Ralph, go <laughs> fucking smoke. <laughs> Fuck, I was like so fucking irritated. But thank you for bringing me on the Halloween episode. I was sober. And uh, dude, consider me for some more fucking stoner com. If you do half baked, if I'm not on there, I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, he <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, and I think one of the reasons why Brian has me on as much as I do is because, you know, I was a fucking comic book geek as a kid, man. So am I! <laughs> but, I mean, I collected them, I bought them, I don't know, were you, were you that into it? Oh, Dude, okay, I, well. do you remember Dazzler? Of course I remember Dazzler. Dazzler yeah. was awesome! Why has she been in the X-Men movies? Like, I don't second. know. There's a she lot was of in there a second! Yeah, there's been a lot of X-Men characters that i wonder why i have not been in the films but that's a whole other but dazzle well, is a rock and roller dude you know what we'll have to have you on for a nerdgasms episode yeah tonight. i've been saying that forever <laughs> yeah well, and, and look i have every intention it's just like dude i still want to get there's so many people i want to get on the podcast it's just fine uh, dude i i, I uh, but i hear you kane and bushy talking about comic books and batman what the fuck man yeah I should have been the fourth on this shit. You know, like, I'm like Nicolas Cage. That's a Mark Alden Taylor fucking podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you on sometime. Maybe the next Nerdgasms we do. See, man, man. how you guys do it, man. This is something I need to I need to learn. It seems like you guys have more than 24 hours a day to listen to all these shows, man. I try to, man. I just don't have enough hours in the day to listen. Uh, no. Oh, okay, I just, like I said earlier, Jerry, I have a shit ton of podcasts on my phone downloaded that I have not listened to yet. So you're you pretty know much what I'm saying? Jerry, I, 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 you know what happens, dude? I drive to work, it takes me an hour to get to work, so I start the podcast there, and then I start to finish it on the way home, or like when I'm waiting to clock in, and then I fucking, on the way home, I'll finish that podcast if I finished it waiting to clock in, and I'll start the next one, and then the next day, I'll start the... I'll fin take off where I left off. But like, usually, you the metal, the the plug, dude, I usually get that all in by the time I'm to work. Because you guys are like an hour, hour and a half right. sometimes. And sometimes you go two hours to take me two days. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, that's cool, yeah, man. Okay. I, I make sure to listen to 
Decibel Geek, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, The Plug. Now we got yeah. Scribble with his own podcast, even though I don't know half the shit he's talking about. But Underground Hip Hop, I listen to him because he's a brother. Cool but, dude. Cool yeah. dude, I like. And then I fucking listen to, uh, like, uh, the Growing Up Rock podcast. So I maybe, and any Trunk. I always listen to any Trunk. So maybe six well, podcasts. Here's the thing with me, and I want to clarify something. Before I started this current job, I'm working days now, five days a week from you know eight hours a day um and with the job i have let's just put it this way the job i had before i worked at the hall i worked three uh 12 a week sometimes four and i would work nights well after i got done with my med pass dude all i had left to do was my charting and shit like that you know my medicare charting and whatnot you know well, I would just throw in my fucking earbuds and listen to podcasts all night. That's when I would listen to you guys a lot of times. Not just the free form, but the Mark and Jerry BS sessions, which is now the Mark and Jerry and Charles BS sessions. Yeah, Charles um, rules. You know, plus Andy. Yeah, he's a good guy, even though he is a Browns fan. But I won't hold that again. <laughs> Here's the I'm thing. a Steeler guy, so you know. You got work, sleep. And, uh, and listen to your podcast. Listen to the new music. Fifty one fifty. Okay, go prepping on. for prepping for your podcasts. How do you guys do it, man? <laughs> well, how does somebody like Chris Sinzak do what he fucking does? Oh, that's he does true. a full time oh, podcast. Oh, Plus, dude, he's organizing I, I, this whole rocking pod, and he has a full time job now. From what I understand, he does work at home. But that man is a fucking you're god. Right. I'm You're concerned. Right. God, he I did, don't know. He did the Mark and Jerry BS sessions. He said we only had an hour. I felt raped because we, we used to go two to three hours. <laughs> like, and you got to understand something. Like, I've got a few interviews lined up uh, for the, the Metal Mike show that I'm also going to have on the podcast. And But I haven't gotten around. i got to get t on top of those. i got to start utilizing my yeah, weekends we more. Yeah, we got to get the, the but, me Metal Station YouTube channel going a little bit more, man. We only got 22 yes, yeah, fucking I, I mean, followers. I know. I know. And most of it's know, us. <laughs> I know. It's kind of pathetic, <laughs> really. But. And props to you guys, man, for all this shit that you do, man. I mean... Yeah, because um, like, I've like got some good. interviews. I got some interviews lined up. Because my thing is, don't get me wrong. I would love to to interview some of the bands that I love, and, and but I also like to shine the spotlight on newer bands, bands that need, you know, the um, the exposure, so to speak, or whatever. They need the light shined on them, you know. And and also, my interviews are more like what I did with the guy from um, Jason Hardwin of uh, um, um, oh. Damn it! I'm, I heard <laughs> that interview. You put it. Yeah, on and I'm having you, a. Yeah. I, I'm having a fucking Your brain, brain fart. fart. I understand God that. Damn it! Totally. Yeah. God damn! Yeah. I gotta. Oh, it pisses now me you off. Make it makes me, me look, look really bad. Jason Hardwin. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't. I, I, uh, I like that. I like the music too. I was like, damn. Um. You guys are getting me into harder music. Fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, dude, there's a lot of great heavier stuff out there, man. You just got to know where to to find it. And not all of it's going to be to your liking, Mark. I know kind of what your tastes are. So I'm not going to say, hey, dude, listen to um, Obituary, even though I love Obituary. Dude, I've been seeing everybody post the new Obituary album, and I'm like oh. going, would I like that? <laughs> No, well, you might. I, I'm not going to warn you that the the vocals are they're not your typical Cookie Monster vocals. They're more guttural, you well, know. I got into the fucking but, Butcher Babies God. because they Nate got me into them. Bushy got me into them because they do have harmony in the middle. 
It's like, oh, okay. I remember the name of the band too, Duh, Becoming. Jason Hardwin and Becoming. And yeah, he even said one. himself that that was one of the best interviews he did. And and he felt that way even when it was just me and him on a mic. Before my brother Dave, Scapegoat, put all the bells and whistles and did all the amazing, amazing job editing and the, and, and putting in the, the background music and the sound effects. And just like like when he mentions Forbidden, it goes right into Forbidden's music. I mean, my big brother did a beautiful job David on that interview. fucking rules. I love him. He does. I, I asked him if he's going to rock yeah. a pot. He said no. And I go, fuck. Well... <laughs> The problem with that, Mark, is he has a lot of health issues. He told me, he, yeah. He, he told really me. can't. I would love to take him. And maybe one day if when I, I try to get talk more established to, I this try to job, talk I will. I to him in Messenger a lot because he, yeah. he does like Oh, yeah, me. he tells me. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I like He's, him. Yeah, he Dave's helped a great me, guy. He helped us with the Mark and Jerry with Charles new banner on uh, YouTube and yeah. that MetalStation.com He's, YouTube he's more than happy because I bought him a brand new computer so he can do all that. I got to give him a mic like mine because my brother is a perfectionist. And unfortunately, the mic he has, it's one of those, you know, I've got a directional mic now. It's the only one I got. The other mics are omnidirectional, so they pick everything up. Eventually, I'm going to get another directional mic for the co-host chair here. Then I'm going to get my brother one. Because he said, dude, I tried recording. I turned everything off, and the fucking mic fucking picked up my fucking clock on the wall. He told and me he was a perfectionist. <laughs> so he I, is. Yeah, he told and, me. And, and that's his biggest strength, but sometimes I love you, Dave, but you drive me nuts with that shit, man. <laughs> he rules, right. though. But, uh, let me but get, he does. Let me tell you what. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. We're digressing. All right. That's cool, man. This is awesome. Uh, rest in pieces, April... 15, 1912 about the Titanic. You know, that's the first time I heard this. I'm digging this drummer, though. The double bass. Oh, fuck, he's amazing. Very Carrington, man. The vocals are not as thrashy as I thought I would hear. Killer tune, rhythm, also. Then they change it up with a killer groove. But, but there's only one guitar player, but it sounds like it's a dual lead. It's like, I'm like, this is awesome. And this guy, Mike Howe, has a great voice. And I, I remember seeing all the posts on Facebook when he died. And uh, what a loss, man. This guy had a great voice. I know. It's sad. It really is. Especially when you consider, you know, what happened to him. I mean, because it's... And I'm part of the medical profession. It makes me feel bad, you know, because... But there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I mean, I'm not the... I don't know. It's these pharmaceutical companies are the fucking problem. And as a hall nurse, I'll tell you one of the most frustrating things, guys, is when I would get a medication ordered for a patient and then I get the pharmacy going, well, their insurance won't cover this and they won't yeah. cover that and this and that. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do they cover? I mean, what are these people paying these insurance premiums for if they're not going to fucking come through? What a fucking scam. Fuck insurance company. Yeah, if you guys want to see something in the pharmaceutical company, watch that uh, show on Hulu, Drug Sick. With, uh, Michael oh, Keaton. I know. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. The Sacklers, dude. Yeah. My God, that was evil. Yeah. So, anyway, man, uh, yeah, just a great track, man. Is that all you had to say, Mark? That's all or? I had to say. Well, I don't know. This is the first time I heard it, dude. I, I, right. That's why I liked so it. you really song. liked it. So, yeah, that's really two it. for two, man. All right. That's what I'm saying. You probably need to send me this tosography so I can play it on the station. I will uh, totally yeah. do that right after we get done here, yeah. bro. I still got to download your forbidden, but uh, Char uh, uh, Gary, what were you gonna say? No, no, no you're right. I mean, please get get him that you know, get in the middle chair shit, man. That's good. Not stuff. a problem, brother. Yeah, I got it covered. Man. I requested it. He made, he has me do a block every week, and I requested it a couple times at the beginning. He said he didn't have it. I'm like, oh well, okay. 
But uh, yeah, get it, please. Yeah. And then uh, Jerry, if you do a show, dude, you need to play that shit. And oh, then, absolutely. Then we get to the third track, which is of sound unmind based on Edgar Allan Poe's John Marshall. Tailheart and uh, Mike, you picked the song, so let's play it yes. on Freeform Rock Podcast. What the fuck, fuck yeah!
All right, man. That was of unsound mind based on the Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. Why'd you pick this, Mike? Oh fuck! Number one, I'm a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. I even wrote a paper on him when I was going to college, um, which I didn't. You know, I, I went to uh, trade school for nursing school, but you know, I was also trying to get my RN, and you got to take all these prereqs and shit, you know. So I had to take a writing class, and uh, I, I'm a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. I I just think the man was brilliant. Um, and Telltale Heart has just got to be one of the creepiest fucking stories I've ever read. And man, so right off the bat, I love the subject matter. And it's metal as fuck. Yep. But I mean, come on, dude. Right off the bat, it starts off with a blistering riff that's just chunkerific. It's just a fucking killer guitar playing throughout the whole track. Hal's vocals are fucking amazing and stellar, and I just love the thundering rhythm section provided by bassist Duke Erickson and Kirk Arrington on drums. Just a fucking amazing track, and the guitar work on this is just fucking face-melting as far as I'm concerned. A total smack to the fucking ear holes, and my favorite track on the album. <laughs> what about you, Jerry? What do you think of it? I mean, this was almost my pick, uh, but uh, what a fucking masterpiece of thrash this song is, dude. And I mean, this is a thrash song. It's probably why it is my favorite. Mike said it, man. Fucking just blow your fucking ears out. Listen to this on headphones, man. It is the eye that will destroy him. Stuck in my mind. I mean, how cool is that? I know, and I love that vocals, like how the way he did that and shit. Yeah. It's just really cool, man. Like I said, this, doing, the, re, doing this review has kind of awakened my love for this band, so I want to thank you, Jerry. Oh, man, I, I'm glad. I, I love this. Because I've always liked Metal Church, you know, but it's just one of the things where it's like, I don't know, man, you just kind of, you know, um, certain bands just, uh, like yeah. I said, they, they just kind of fell on off right. the radar. It's not like now, you know, with the internet, man. That's why I get so irritated. I want to go off on a little tangent, if I may. Metal can Mike I? Grant. <laughs> go Melt, for it. Meltdown. Meltdown. One of the yeah, things meltdown. that just grinds my fucking gears is when i go out somewhere and i'm wearing say a death angel hoodie or a forbidden hoodie or overkill or whatever i always will have and that's the one thing i love about being a metalhead is you'll always have like brian Posehn says you have that guy that gives you the devil horns there's no other music that does that you know you don't see and i like country music by the way especially old school country but I'm you don't you see country one. music fans going hell yeah i love your johnny cash shirt man they don't you know, where with metalheads, man, it's like the minute somebody's wearing um, whatever kind of metal it could be, fuck yeah, dude, they give you the devil horns. It's fucking amazing. There is a brotherhood to this kind of music. And there is that us against the world. That's one of the things that bothers me about some of these gatekeepers and these fucking elitists. It's like, because um, back in the day, it was us against the world. And sometimes it seems like, especially with social media, it's us against each other. And it shouldn't be that way, man. You know, you fucking gatekeepers that get on some young kid's fucking case because he likes fucking Avenged Sevenfold or Five Finger Death Punch. Shut the fuck up, man. I'm not really a big fan of either of those bands. I did see Five Finger Death Punch a while back, and I have to say, I was impressed, man. When I first heard him, I was like, oh, okay, Watered Down Pantera. I, ha I, I had the first couple albums, and I dismissed them. Yeah. But my nephew, Kane the future DJ Polygon on that metalstation.com plug plug. He was a big fan and he even said, well, Uncle Mike, their their music's kind of evolved, man. And now when I hear them, I hear more of a power metal element already. But one thing you cannot deny is their popularity. I mean, dude, when I went to that concert, there was a, and this is a 
fucking amphitheater show. I like Avenged Sevenfold. There was a line out to the fucking parking lot to get in. Not only that, but the bill. They had the who, not the who, but the hue, which H-U, not and metal. And the guy say I liked them. Then there was Megadeth, which obviously Megadeth killed, and everybody in the crowd was into him. And then, of course, Five Finger Death Punch, man. I mean, you cannot deny their popularity, you know. And the one thing I'll give them credit for is how they treat the veterans. Because that's something that just really also grinds my gears, man. The way the veterans are treated is fucking abysmal. Okay, if anybody's entitled to free fucking health care that all these scumbag politicians always fucking promise everybody, it's them people. Okay? Those guys, That's those both ladies. Parties. Both parties you know, don't give a shit about the yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I hate don't both even, parties, I'll, so I'll, fuck them both. I'll go, I'll go off on a fucking meltdown about that later because there's a song that I think applies to that in this album. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't because I just but, basically listen to this album. Not only do I not like gatekeeping, but the other thing that grinds my gears is when I run into somebody, I'm like, man, dude, cool hoodie and stuff. And all the classic shit. And some of the older school thrash metal bands, my God, they're putting out material. Overkill, Testament, Death Angel, Exodus are putting out stuff, in my opinion, that's just as fucking good as their classic stuff, man. I mean, they're on almost like this renaissance of thrash metal. And then you got all these newer thrash metal bands. Oh, you know, I just, you know, I, 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 I got busy with life and a family, you know. No, I don't. And part of that's because I don't have a family. So maybe that's why. Part of it. But you know what? I know plenty of metalheads that are family men who still fucking follow what's going on. And with the fucking internet, it's easier than it's ever fucking been. There is no fucking excuse now, man. When I had to go all the way over to St. Louis, which isn't that far from me, but when you're a fucking 14, 15-year-old kid and you don't have a car or it means to get there, it may be a world away to those awesome mom-and-pop record stores where you would get imports and shit. We didn't have that luxury. You literally have music at your fucking fingertips now. There is no excuse, especially with all the streaming, where if you listen to one band, it'll say, well, maybe you'll like this band. It turns people on to music all the time. There is no fucking excuse, man. I'm sorry. It just fucking pisses me off, man. It pisses me off that you don't know what Death Angel's still doing. And I let them know it in a very nice, polite way, but I'm like, dude, you know, Google the shit. It's that easy. Well, Go on YouTube. Type they, it in, Death Angel. I didn't know Death Angel to like Rock and Metal Combat podcast. But, also, okay. and I asked you for it, and but I like it. Enough. It's really Mark, good. It's Mark, really good still, stuff. But here's my point. Yes, you didn't, but they weren't on your radar. But that's not that's not what I'm talking about, dude. I'm talking about somebody that. They, okay, let me make it another way. That would be like somebody being a Triumph fan and not knowing what the band is up to now. Oh, I listened to them back in the day, but I don't... Do they have new albums? Oh, I you understand keep that. up with what Triumph is doing because you're a fan and you have remained a fan. And it's easier than ever. If you guys, anybody out there listening, which I know I'm fucking preaching to the choir right now. Anybody, though, man, if you like an older band and you want to know what they're up to, just Google them. Now, sometimes you might have your heart broken and find out they're either disbanded or broken up because that does happen. And I mean, one of the things that's really that sad... So, but one of the things that really bu uh, bums me out, now, I remember this meme with a sad metal fan. He was on a bark bench. They had a bunch of them. He's wearing an SOD, Stormtroopers of Death shirt, and he's looking all sad. And it said, discovered an incredibly amazing new band. 
found out they broke up 10 years ago. Or yeah, <laughs> discovered an amazingly incredible, amazingly incredible band on the internet, found out they broke up 10 years ago. I'm like, yes, that happens to me all the time. I mean, just because certain things aren't on your radar, Mark, I don't fault people for that. What I'm talking about is when somebody comes up to me and shouts out to me because they're a Death Angel fan in the hoodie I'm wearing, but they don't know that Death Angels put out all these amazing albums within the last decade. That's what bothers Same me. Thing you understand? Saxon, nobody thing. knows they put out new albums. Right. Carpe Diem, right. You know? Thank, there you go. There you go. Where with you, you know, there's certain bands I know that you've been fans of. Like, okay, I don't like Duran Duran, but I would bet dollar to donuts you know what they're doing right now. Oh, yeah, you know what they're last album, album. Invisible. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, Mark. You see what I'm saying? I, I stay loyal. That's the problem with America. America yeah. does not stay loyal with the bands, but Europe fine. and Japan do. And maybe that's what it is with metalheads, the real metalheads, is we are loyal. Yep. We really are. You know, and... Um, and we know Jamie Lee put out two new solo albums, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, um, I have got to be honest with you. I haven't really sat down and listened to him, but I do know. Well, Cortina my... is okay, but the one the, the song he did with Robin Zander on the first solo album was amazing. I can't remember. Well, Robin Zander's right. a great vocalist. Jakey Lee so. and Robin Zander and shit together. You haven't oh, heard that album, dude? Oh, I'm sitting to check that out, dude. Oh God, Doctor Fuck has talked about that a lot. So anyway, um, yeah. Um, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I don't know when a full-blown meltdown. I'll do that later. I got a, a thing I want to go off about. But, but yeah, it's just something that just kind of just, I'm like, oh, my God, really? You know, that doesn't happen every time I run into a fellow metalhead. But it is something I've just noticed where it's like they don't really know what the band's currently doing. And I'm just kind of like, bro, they're putting out stuff. In my, like, it's Death Angel. I think their newer albums is just as great as their classic albums. I'm throwing it out there, you know. That's you know, and well, that's just like one Striper, band. dude. Their newer albums are better than right. The 80s now I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I've got those albums, but that's a band that I had the early Striper albums, but I had again just kind of went off my radar for a while. You know, like me too. Yeah. And also, I just discovered other bands. I don't want to sound like a trendy fuck, but you know, like when other bands came along, they kind of grabbed my interest. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes. Other things get fallen by the wayside, but I'm still a fan, you know. Um, with Striper, I, I've got all their albums. In fact, I think me and Bushy are going to, we're planning on doing a whole, whole um, Undiscovered Gem episode on one of the newer, because I haven't, and I oh, deliberately fuck, not listened man. to it. That's a Mike Taylor episode, right? <laughs> well, 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 we'll see what we can do, bro. Fuck. But, um, yeah, I'll, talk to, I'll talk to Bushy. We'll make it I happen. got a fucking Michael, my wife bought me a Michael Sweet fucking uh greeting for my birthday that's awesome yeah, that's yeah I remember, awesome. I remember she told me that do you think mark will like that i'm like he's gonna fucking love it. oh fuck like i'm a Michael right. sweet nut swinger dude seriously yeah he's a great vocalist and a cool and a great guitar player great um, person and I, awesome. that. I love the fact that him and king diamond have that picture together <laughs> i thought that was fucking awesome and i heard he got some shit about it and i'm like man fuck you people you know, you he know? doesn't care about it so that's what that's no. awesome awesome well, I mean, if you're really, truly, if, if you're somebody who believes in the big book and you try to actually follow, especially New Testament, you're not supposed to fucking treat Cain like he's a fucking deviant. You're supposed to treat him with kindness. Well, like Michael I Sweet mean, said, I, Jesus hang out with sinners. Come on. 
Yeah, that these pious fucking these pious fucking fucks, hypocritical fucks. That's what I hate. I hate Christians who are fucking hypocritical. They well, they're, they're not. They're, it's like it's. I like what Nate calls them. Big Bushy calls them fucking hippo Christians. I'm like they exactly. are. I agree with him. I. They, it's like my pastor said. You know who makes Christians look bad? Fake Christians. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Judge, Let's not get into religion here. I give I give on sound mind five horns, man. Mark, what do you think about it, man? On sound mind. Well, you didn't talk about it, did you, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, Mike. Yeah, he did. Okay, bang my fucking head. My neck hurts. I'm old, man. Jerry, great pick. This drummer is kicking some fucking ass. Yeah. Fuck, man. I I I like watching people in the pit, but I ain't getting in the pit. Even and this is young. this is the one song that was actually written by. Uh, Craig Wells, the lead guitarist, and right. I, 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 wow, man, just fuck, what a great song! Like I said, it's my favorite off the entire album. I love this album. Yeah, I, I fucking missed out because I was stuck with my Megadeth and Metallica's. Uh, Bushy, see, look, I put Megadeth first, but you know, I like Metallica better. But uh, been getting into a lot of killer thrash thanks to uh, Mike, Jerry, and of course Doctor Fuck. I like this song. And uh, let's start out with the next song, which is Anthem to the Estranged, which Jerry, you picked. So here it is yeah. on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was anthems to this strange. Why'd you pick this, Jared? I'm gonna take a piss real quick. Go ahead. All right. I mean, when a thrash band does something balladry, and the impact of that song is just as heavy as their fastest and heavier song, you've got something special. And that what this song does to me. The the slow part in the beginning. I love Mike Howe's voice in it. Um, then it starts getting into this really kind of cool moderately metal song. Um, it's a long song. It's like 10 minutes long, but man, it's like 10 minutes of awesomeness, man. Freaking love it. And I, get, I think definitely Mike Howe's best vocal performance in probably metal church history, in my opinion. So I give this one definitely five horns, man. What do you think, Mike? You know, I, I got to kind of echo your statements, Chair. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not... I, I don't hate ballads, you know, because to me, a real ballad, one that comes from the heart, um, like, believe it or not, even though I'm not a big fan of Motley Crue's Theater of Pain, like, I'm I'm a first two Motley Crue's album kind of guy, you know what I mean? And, right, and they started kind of losing me with Theater of Pain, and they never really got me back. And I'm not, I don't want to hear that 94 nonsense, because that's not Motley Crue, that's Karabi Crue. I yeah. like it. But it's not Motley Crue, okay? They should have named the, changed the name of the band. They were a completely different name uh, band with uh, John. But that's a whole other, you know, episode sometime down the road on this podcast or maybe one of mine. Um, but but you know, but I will give Home Sweet Home its due is the fact that it was from the heart. They didn't just go, "Hey, let's put on a really pretty, beautiful ballad." No, I mean, you know, Tommy was playing the keyboards, and then. Vince started singing and humming along, and then Nikki wrote the lyrics, and there you go. And while that song to me is completely fucking played out now, I will never – that's one of the better songs, believe it or not, off Theater of Pain. I have my problems with that album, but Home Sweet Home is not one of them. And I've been I've been noted to say that before on my podcast and other places. But, you know, So when, when a ballad's from the heart, the problem was is after that, every fucking glam metal band, which sure. eventually evolved into hair metal band, oh, got to have the ballad. And it just became this, in my opinion, um, oh, what's the word I used? Uh, there was a, uh, you know, processed bullshit. In fact, I'm just going to read what I said. Anthem to the Estranged, uh, just a beautiful acoustical intro. Mike's vocals are amazing on this. I think, I don't know about all time, but on this track, on this album, his vocal performance is fucking amazing. Um, and I, I do feel that, uh, um, you know, it's just uh, just stellar, pretty sad, melancholy ballad, really. Yeah. To me, it's about the forgotten cast-off homeless people in our society. It's yep. just an awesome power ballad that has heart and substance, that isn't your typical bullshit love song or breakup or heartbreak song, oh, woe is me bullshit, that those processed bullshit ballads that were forced on so many bands by the record companies because of the success of Home Sweet Home. You know, every fucking band had one, and most of them got suck. forced to do Final Countdown because of that shit. Yeah, well, okay, that that explains why I, you know, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> well, yeah, um, just go to the albums before the Final Countdown. And, I, I, and you know what? I have to be honest with you. I have to credit Brian A. Davis and you for making me realize that. Like he he actually sent me all his Europe because when he played them on his show, I was like, "This is Europe." It, it to me, it sounded like. Very deep, deep purple. purplish, yep. and I love me some deep purple. So I'm like, 
I like this, dude. And I'm, this is fucking Europe. And he's like, yeah, bro. And then he kind of explained to me what happened and that once they had the success of the final countdown, they went back to kind of doing what they do now. And um, I mean, it's kind of like the same way. Like I've always given Skid Row their props because I got to be honest with you. I was not a real big fan of the first Skid Row album. Since then, I don't mind it so much. But at the time, I got to be honest with you. I was so immersed in the thrash metal movement and even my other music that wasn't thrash. It had to be, it had to have fucking some edge to it. It had to rock like Tesla or the first Guns N' Roses album and the first Guns N' Roses EP. That's what grabbed me. Um, I didn't, you know, uh, really give Skid Row a chance. I just thought they were another fucking hair metal band. By that point in time, I felt like the, because I love the first and even some of the early second wave of glam metal bands. I hated what it became. It just got so processed and so fucking cookie cutter that I just couldn't stand it, man. And I felt at the time that Skid Row, I lumped them in there unfairly, unfairly. Another band I lumped in there at the time was Great White. And I realize oh. now they were a much better band than I realized. Oh, my but God. But, you know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You guys remember, man. I was, I was a teenage kid, and, you know, I, I, I've always liked my metal to be metal and i just felt like the the hair metal thing it was more about the look and it was more about that than the music and Ray i don't White i don't like mind zeppelin because one of the arguments that i get get with bushy is whenever he bitches about the grunge stuff and fuck weird flannels and cargo shorts i'm like motherfucker were you at rock and pod they wear cargo shorts. Everybody wears cargo pants. I wear cargo, cargo shorts. shorts. I'm not a grunge. Yeah, come on, man. I hate no, Nirvana. No. Yeah, number one. <laughs> right. And I don't like all of it either. But at the end of the day, and let's be honest, that look was a fucking look. Okay? Yeah. Every musician, whether it's casual, whether, like there's a band I like. They're a melodic death metal band from Australia called Bellacore. I don't know if you'd like the vocals, Mark, but the instrumental and the, mu the, the music, even Bild Bildo, and he's not into death metal at all. I was like, man, dude, those guys, and they all look like they work for IBM. They wear, like, suits and ties and shit and short hair. At the end of the day, I don't care, like, with Ghost or Kiss. The only thing I say for any band, if you're going to have a look, especially if it's theatrical, the music better be there, too. Now, for me, I know you're going to disagree. Ghost does have that. To me, when I first heard Ghost, I'm like, oh, wow, this is... Ghost is a hard rock ABBA. To me, they're they're a heavy metal Blue Oyster cult. I hear a lot of Blue Oyster cult. I love Blue Oyster cult. I don't hear And some blues. Alice Cooper. I hear some Alice Cooper in their stuff, I don't too. hear... Early. I just hear ABBA. Okay, well, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know... I hear shit when I hear Duran Duran, but hey, that's me. Hey, well, uh, well, fuck it, John Taylor and Andy Taylor. Hey, rule. hey, hey, hey. Come on. They're great musicians, though. I'll never disparage a band's musicianship. Even fucking poison, okay? <laughs> I can't play guitar. You dig? Okay. Except play shit. Except PC. I don't know about the other. Okay. Well, okay. What now? Guitars, but what now? You said except no, you. I, mean, I don't know about poison. I mean, CC is a good guitarist, but the other guys, I. Bobby Doll rules. Even the rock and roll podcast say that. For CC. Anyway, we. I don't want to. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just fucking. Around. Fucking Partridge Family with fuzzy guitars. That's all I think I but love anyway, you. yeah, pretty much. And I fucking hate. That's that what shit, Ghost dude. sounds like to me. Well, that's what Poison sounds like to me. Okay. Yeah, but get, getting back to Anthony the Strange, right? Uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's not necessarily a ballad per se. It's more like one of those. I don't know. Those epic killer tunes, man. It's well, just, to me, a, a power ballad can still be kind of heavy. I don't know if maybe uh, it just. 
it it is a it's it's probably the most mellow song in the album so to to these guys it's a ballad i guess i should say um it also brings home the fact that anybody can become homeless and on the streets at any given time due to a series of unfortunate events it could happen to you so don't be quick to fucking judge people in shittier situations than you as always just incredible stellar musicianship throughout the track um but yeah when you have that one line even he he i think he talks about um once an influential man once was when his prime he spends his days repeating lines like can you spare a dime shunned by those who loved you and by those who were your friends can you adjust to a different life of living on the edge and right there that pisses me off because if they ain't your friends when you're down on your luck they never were your fucking friends yep okay yep. but that's just it i mean it could happen to anybody i mean i remember this picture as a kid you know because again i'm a history buff and they had this picture of this old man he kind of reminded me of wc fields and he's got this suit on and he's selling apples on a corner well you come to find out it's during the great depression and he was like a millionaire a multi-millionaire who lost all his money because of the stock market crash in 1929 and was reduced to selling apples so guess what motherfucker it could happen to anybody all right yeah and and we know people that are in shitty circumstances because of you know you, can, you know medical things or whatever happens. Life sometimes has a way of just fucking sucker punching the fuck out of you, man. It and does. if you don't help your fellow man, then you're a piece of fucking shit. Yep. End of many metal, Mike. Many metal. Many <laughs> metal. Mike meltdown. Yeah. Okay. Well, well said. Well said. Thank you. Well, then, you both talked about uh, Anthem to the Estrange? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, what is this, David Crosby? Oh, <laughs> wow, this guy can sing anything. Love the acoustic, man. I went through and I thought, wasn't going to rock, but now it does. It's like, and it's like, uh, what was it? Like you guys say, dark in the shade or shade in the light or whatever. This is fucking, I'm digging this. This is back and forth. This is four out of four from this album. I fucking love this song. Great song. But in the beginning, I said, what is this going to be? Fucking hippy dippy shit? But if I, <laughs> like like this said, guy man. has some range, man. He can yeah, sing low good. and high and aggressive. Fucking really cool. Well, you, you, were know, gone one, you were gone when I mentioned, excuse me, gentlemen, um, that I mentioned how, you know, a good thrash band, when they do a ballad, man, when it sounds just as fucking powerful as their heavier shit, yeah. you got right and that that's what it did to me the beginning i, I thought it was awesome dude yeah i liked best, it and it, best, it made sense when it started going so in my opinion on, on the album i mean and i don't mind when a thrash metal band does something kind of mellow like i love death angels a room with a view i think that is a beautiful acoustical piece so i'm not totally like some people think i hate on the black album I mean, and I kind of do. I can't deny that. But at the same time, I mean, there are some songs on that record I do like. But there's some things that just, I don't know, man. They threw, I don't you, like, for a, I, they threw you for a loop. Oh, big time. And yeah. not only that, but I'm not a big fan of James the fucking crooner. Because then it evolved into <laughs> fucking the Eeyore vocals that he didn't load, I reload. Don't hear it. I don't know. That. I keep listening for Eeyore vocals. I don't yo, hear yo, it. Yo, 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 I don't, you don't hear, hear it. I'm like... Dude, they must be, everybody's saying Eeyore vocals, and I, I'm just like, maybe because I like it. <laughs> well, you know what? Our good friend of, fuck. Okay, let me, let me hear, let me put it this way, dude. Think about it, man. Um, even fucking Eric Jordan, 
RMCP Jordan from Rock All Over You Metal Podcast. He described it a while back as Eeyore vocals. I know. I I hear you say it. I hear him say it. I hear other people say it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I do. I don't. Especially fucking garbage like Mama said. Get the fuck out of here. You're not Merle Haggard. I don't like Mama said. I'm sorry. It's like Metallica put out shit and people gave him a fucking pass. Because it's Metallica. I still yeah, don't understand I'm tell it you this the fucking truth. game. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't get it. When Load first understand. came out and Reload first oh. came out, I didn't oh. buy them immediately. And I saw a fucking oh. uh, the video where, turn me over, let me rap. And I go, I love that fucking song. James is being emotional and that shit. And just, uh, all right, man. I just don't really... I don't... I don't know, man. And like I said, I said it on... The guest appearance that I had, which I was truly honored to be on the Decibel Geek. Until it blown away with Until it sleeps, dude. That song just spoke to me for some reason. Dude, that's uh, Inner Sandman too, I think. Is that no, no. King Nothing to me is Inner Man Sandman too. He even says at the end of the song, Off to Never, Never. I'm like, Really, James? Really? What? A lot of, a lot what? of bands like put a lot of like Sting did that with fucking. Oh, well, I know. And Paul McCartney did it at the end of the fucking yeah. the love song. You know, uh, love is all we need. But she loves you. But that was cool when Paul did it. I don't know, man. James just at that point in time, and it wasn't even about the look. Like people freaked out about them cutting their hairs. I gave zero fucks about that part of it. I oh, did fucking mind though that they were wearing. I mean, you're talking about a band that used to give other bands shit. Like Overkill, for instance, for wearing makeup. Because when Overkill first came out, they were much like Slayer. But it wasn't makeup like girly makeup. It was more like Alice Cooper, Ozzy kind of, you know, eyeliner, let's look evil. But, man, the thrash metal fans in San Francisco were not having it. But yet you got this band who, and as I said, and I don't mean to go in the Metallica vortex, but fuck it. I'm going to do it. The whole fact and fact that, I mean, and I literally have posted, and it ends the argument every time, when people want to defend anything post-Black Album to me, I'm like, and I'm not talking about the last couple albums, I'm talking about everything from goddamn fucking Load to fucking St. Anger. Garbage, as far as I'm concerned, most of it. Garbage. St. <laughs> Anger is total garbage. I agree with and, that. Uh, Anger and Death Magnetic are terrible, in my opinion. Oh, no, 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 not even. What now? Death Seth, Magnetic uh, is not Death terrible. Magnetic. Death Magnetic. Okay, here's my thoughts on Death Magnetic. I'm like, hmm, nice try, boys. A step in the right direction. But but James is still doing the Eeyore vocals things. Thank God he doesn't do it on fucking Hardwired. He's kind of gotten out of that again. I'm, I'm happy for that. that. ER ER. Um, it's there, bro. For me, it's <laughs> you just, guys all it's say it. I listen. Scene. I try to listen for it. I don't hear it. For well, reason. you know, I, you're I the only one who I can't unhear it now. Fuck. Thank you. So you're telling me I'm right, then, aren't you, Jerry? Yeah, but I never yeah. realized. I don't yes. hear it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't hear that to me. But um, I'm, I, I mean, look, all I'm trying to say about it, and if other people like it, and I know timelines everything, folks, so please understand that. Like, I used to be really bad. I would, like, just bash on the Black Album, and I still feel like it was a blatant sellout. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They did sell out. Period. I mean, the minute you get a guy who fucking produces records for Bond, fucking Jovi, and Loverboy to produce your album, you've sold out. Sorry, man. Fucking gotta call it the way I see Hey, Bob Rock said he taught Jason Newstead how to play bass on that album. Whatever. I fucking hard to believe. Jason, 
Flair. Jason Newstead, if you listen to that first Flotsam and Jetsam album, yeah. all I got to say to Bob Rock is, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. In fact, I'm so evil. Bring me the head of Bob Rock and Desmond Child. <laughs> Ruin two of my favorite bands. When I was <laughs> fuck those guys. Fuck those guys, man. And I'm sorry, man, but like I said, it just it just seems to me, and it's one of the things that amazes me about Metallica, is because they did what a lot of their peer... Um, predecessors did a lot of bands tried to change their sound and of you know because i think they were like oh fuck man we got to follow these trends this is the new thing we got to stay relevant even though a lot of these bands were trendsetters like metallic i mean jesus christ dude they practically invented a whole new subgenre of metal you know what i mean and yet now they're trying to sound like everybody else and i don't give a fuck what you say those albums they're trying to to do, I mean, they even said, don't call us a metal band. I've got the fucking cover of Karain that says it. I know, I know. You know, boom. And everybody <laughs> wants to conveniently forget that with all these new albums and everybody, all the Metallica love. Hey, I love them too. I loved Hardwired Self-Destruct. I really liked that record. Was blown away by how good it was. Okay? But people want to just conveniently forget that they were kind of shitting all over metal at the time. And that pissed me off. It still makes me mad. It's in your goddamn name, Dames and Lars. What the <laughs> fuck? But no, they didn't sell out. Fuck off. They totally sold out. Okay? I don't care what anybody says. You know, if you like it, fine. But it was a sellout, man. And they were trying to stay trendy. I, I, I it agree, worked. I agree it with worked. you, but they it weren't, worked for them. It they weren't worked selling for them. out like Kiss, at least. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, but the difference was is a lot of the hardcore Kiss fans fucking backlashed on that shit. What, there isn't much of a difference. What was the trend? What was popular when Kiss did what they did? Disco. If it hadn't have been Disco, Mark, it would have been New Wave or something else. And they kind of tried to do that with fucking Unmatched. And that album sucks, too, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Fuck yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm just saying, and, and the thing I give Metallica credit for, and I said this on the Decibel Geek, is Metallica not only got by with it, they thrived. It was like people just, if it had the Metallica name on it, they bought it in droves. And, I, you and, know, I never bought uh, Lucy or whatever that is. Uh, uh, what's that album? With Lulu. Lulu. Oh. I never bought Lulu. Oh, God. And I'm like, not really the world's biggest Velvet Underground fan. I mean, oh, I, I agree. I do respect some of the things. I like some of Lou Reed's songs, but I've always thought he was overrated. And I understand that, you know, Lou, Lou you know, Lou's like, hey, let's do, okay, cool. And to me, I look at that as more of a side project. That's not really a Metallica album per se. So I kind of just don't even it. Count wasn't it. a Metallica album. And, uh, no, it wasn't. It was a side project. It was a side you know, project, it, yeah. A Lou Reed and Metallica album. It, yeah. was, it wasn't, you know... Take Lou Reed uh, out of the album, the music's pretty damn cool. <laughs> um, I've never even bothered. Oh, I mean, well, the background I, music to Lou Reed's vocals is really hard as fuck. Yeah, because so. I'm just kind of like... Yeah, like I said, I and I will always love Metallica. It doesn't mean that I don't... I mean, to me, those first several albums, they are... They can do whatever they want, really, and, and and obviously get by with it. Like I said, and thrive, people. You know, and I'm I'm gonna go see them this year Me too. for the first time. The And Justice for All tour. Yes, boys. That's how fucking hardcore DJ Metal Mike is. I never went to any of their tours afterward because I was that mad at them. Damn. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Ralph Sierra when he got to see that show with fucking. Oh, I know. I would have loved to see. I want to find. 
and I can't find a CD anywhere. That fucking thing sold out quickly. It sold man. out it's quick. Just, yeah. The Don Zazulu um, and Marsha Zulu tribute. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fuck, I wish I would have seen that, man. Mar- Ralph has seen so many. Am- I mean, I've seen a lot of great shows, but fuck, man. Ralph. <laughs> and we got two guys that are regular listeners to the Metal Mike show. Um, we've got. Um, Excuse me. Oh, no problem. Uh, Take another choke, uh, bitch. Statch and uh, um, oh, I'm tra- I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he they those guys have seen like because you know just every fucking every I'm great so band. Of the I 70s. never got to see Dio, dude. And Ozzy, me neither. And Ozzy, neither. I, I did see Ozzy. I did see Ozzy with Sabbath. Ozzy and, Ozzy and Dio. It's like never got to see Dio because again, it was one of those things that when know, I was I did really see Dio on stage because Queensrÿche did Operation Mindcrime. One, oh. one and two at the Universal Appetite. And he appeared as Dr. Fuck? He, or he Dr. Muted Dr. Uh, e- X? X. Wow. Cool. That so was you did bullshit. <laughs> I would like to yeah. see it by himself. That album well, hear- sucked. Dude, dude, I never um I never got to see Ronnie. I went to uh let's see. And part of that was because I was a big fan of Dio, you know, the first three albums. Just well, even the first four. I loved uh, Dream Evil, but again, it was one of those bands where I started getting into thrash metal. I started getting the heavier stuff, and quite honestly, if Ronnie came into town, I didn't know about it. I probably would have went to see him. But you gotta understand, my parents were very strict. I didn't get to go to when Dio was at his height. I didn't get to go to those shows because my mom and dad were like, "You're not going to St. Louis. Everybody's gonna be doing drugs and a bunch of derelicts in the audience, and you're gonna no, you're not going." I mean, dude, I didn't get to go to a fucking concert till I was almost 18 years old, and it was fucking the Kiss Crazy Nights tour, and I fucking hate that. Record. Oh, dude, I my first concert was 85 with uh, Artist Speedwagon Wheels of Turing, yeah, with fucking Survivor with Jimmy Jamerson doing Vital Signs. I fucking love both those bands. See, there you go, though. But I say I love Ario Speedwagon, and Survivor's not bad. They're okay. Survivor, I mean, I could, yeah, they had a few cool. I like them better with uh, but, the original singer. I do yeah. like Jimmy. But the, but the, oh, I like Jimmy but better. The, oh, fuck but you. The, the, the part of the problem, you know, like, so I didn't get to see Dio in his heyday. And by the time he might have been coming around, I'm going to see, you know, other type, you know, I'm, I'm Pantera and Clutch and Crowbar and, and Sepultura and all those bands. Well, and Clutch Fear Factory, playing you know, here right and, you when know, I come back from Rocket Pod. I just don't have the time. Oh, right on, man. But I'm going to see Night Ranger uh, at Rocket Pod. <laughs> oh, right on, man. So, I mean, I, you know, I was like, it, I guess I kind of just took Ronnie for granted, I'm sorry to say. Like, I wish I had known. I'm sure he came to St. Louis in the smaller venues, but I just didn't know about it because I would have went. I would have oh, loved to see like the way Ralph in House of Blues. I know. It's and, like, which fuck, is I'm fucking jealous of you. But, and then the one time I was going to go see him with Heaven and Hell when they got back together, that version That's of Sabbath, album. and they did. And they, oh, I love the devil, you know. Oh, I, I was going to go, dude, that tour sold out like that. Like dude, that. I didn't get the like fucking the, ticket, the, man. Because guess who was the opening band? Who? Fucking down. Dude. <laughs> okay, James West got me in it down. Okay, I looked down or amazing. Can, oh, fuck yeah. But uh, I'm just like. Didn't we 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 uh reviewed that band, didn't we? Didn't we, we did. review down? Yeah, yeah on your show. This yeah. there's fairy podcast, yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking anyway, man, we kinda went down the Yeah, I didn't even get <laughs> to my review of uh, 
Well, we get to my next review. Uh, track number five, Badlands, which I picked. Because you know what? Lee isn't on here. I usually give Lee all the picks. Or divide it with a guest. But fuck, now I get to pick a song. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, he's a diva. He <laughs> wants everything done his way. And uh, I direct him, but he's still a diva. But uh, <laughs> let's get to this. Badlands on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Badlands, and I'll go first on this one since I picked it. This reminds me of Queensryche. Playing on the song is fucking amazing. Been amazing the whole album. And then he goes into some Halford-ish, like Rob Halford-ish type vocals. Musically, this is a mix between Queensryche and Priest. This song rules. And I just want to say, before we get, get into reviews on this song, uh, Mike, your song, the... Of the unsung mind, I want to pick that, and then mm -hmm. Jerry, your song anthem to a to the estranged, I want to pick that. So I went to the <laughs> fifth track, Badlands, because it reminded hey. me of Queensrÿche. What do you think of it, Metal Mike? Okay, track five, Badlands. Just another really cool, somewhat mellow intro that just builds up into another killer rat riff that just smacks you right in the fucking mouth. I definitely hear some Iron Maiden, Judas Priest love on this track. And, you know, that's what I've always kind of thought was so cool about Metal Church is, you know, people always, you know, like when you see their classifications, they'll classify them as thrash. They'll even classify them as, as old school traditional metal, uh, progressive metal, power metal. They, they were all of those things, and they still are, from what I understand. And it's just a really, really cool track, and I love the whole interlude with uh, Dukes Erickson doing that killer bass line, aided and abetted by the thunderific drumming of Kirk Arrington. To, this track, to me, is is pretty power metal-y. I, I just said total power metal, in my opinion, but I don't mean that as a put-down. What do you think, Jerry? Nah, man, this is like I said, this album was the, you know, got me into Metal Church. It was this song, because it was... Everywhere on MTV's Headbangers Ball, every time there was a metal show, this song was on. Um, I fell in love with it immediately. I love the little mellow guitar thing with the dun 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 fast bass drum going on. Then it gets into that killer dun 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 dun, dun just killer ass guitar work. Um, great vocals, man. God in heaven. I mean, just amazing vocals by Mike Howell on this one, man. Mark, you picked a really good one. I give this one definitely five horns. Yeah, man. I, this is the first time I heard this album. So, fucking thank you, Jerry, again, man, because this is cool. Now, Metal Mike needs to send me this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Will do, dude, as soon yeah. as I can. Yeah, and then we get to the next song, The Spill. Can't be broken. What do you think of this, Metal Mike? All right. Um, basically, I, I this is pretty much short. I'm repeating myself. Okay, just another killer record from another, or another killer track from another killer record. Uh, I really like it. You know, the vo the, the vocals are, are just absolutely awesome. The musicianship, just again, stellar throughout. Um, and even the lyrics, man, rituals are carried out for reasons quite unknown. The fact remains you have no mind to call your own, condoned by a Bible I've written for myself. No duplicates, there's only one inside my shelf. You know, it's like basically him just saying, man, I'm going to make everybody my bitch. I'm going to take over everything. That's what I'm getting out of it. Y'all y'all are going to be my slaves. You're going to be my demoralized servant to my every need. You're dying for me. It's very, um, yeah, kind of like, if Dr. Evil had a theme song, this would be it. What do you guys think? What do you think of it, Jerry? Yeah, I kind of thought of it like, it, it, actually, maybe it's a swipe of religion as well, man, as far as, you know, false prophets and shit like that. Yeah, so, kind of like a leper messiah kind of thing? You're talking about there. And the riffs are great on it again. I, I'm going to say this on every every track just about. Um, is it my favorite off it? No. Probably my least favorite song on it. I really like the little slow interlude in the middle of it. It's really cool. Then he kind of do this like dun 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 dun, kind of like fake healer. How fake healer starts in the middle of yes. it. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, this is it's still a good song. But 
this is only three horns for me. That's the lowest, uh, lowest rating I have for the, uh, any song off this album. But it's 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 not bad. I I just said it comes like comes in like a hurricane's like a wrecking ball. Not gonna fucking give Miley Cyrus any fucking uh, credit for that turn, but fuck, <laughs> I, I would fuck Miley Cyrus. Oh my god, she's hot. Uh, I'm sure. Or do that. Fuck, this is a great song. I like it. <laughs> but fuck, Miley Cyrus. And I gotta admit, she looks pretty good naked on that that wrecking ball. I'm just gonna say that. Absolutely, she's good looking. I like because she has that fucking southern accent. It's just like it's like a trashy, classy chick at the same time. <laughs> you know, that's my Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Hey, Daisy's my girl, man. I know she is. If I was like a hundred years younger, too. But. <laughs> oh, dude, you see these women going out with sixty-year-old men now. <laughs> because the the, 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 the men their age don't understand them anymore. My wife's like, he's creep. I mean, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> She's cute, man. I mean, you can't help it, man. I'm just saying, I want to do well, things. Too. Well, you and Charles talk about more women than I do because I love my wife. Love I you, love my wife. Yeah, you better be oh. careful, buddy. Yeah, yeah. my wife is hot as fuck. <laughs> my wife laughs at me and tells me, "Dream on, loser. You don't have a chance." You know, shit like that. She puts me in my place right away. So does my wife. Um, <laughs> see, I'm bachelorific. I was engaged a couple times, but never been married, man. And and right now, I got to be honest with you, I just when it comes to relationships, I'm kind of done, man. I've just been burned way too many times. A lot of these fucking chicks nowadays, they don't know what the fuck they want. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth, man. And I just can't deal with the fucking on and off bullshit. I'm just done with it, you know. I mean, you know, you know, I got a buddy of mine. He actually, he, he actually um, fucks high-priced, uh, you know, call girls. Ooh. And uh, and he even says he goes, Mike. I don't pay him for the sex. I pay him to leave. And I'm like, touche, buddy. You know, and, hey, if you can afford it, go for it. Because you know, at least you know, there's no bullshit with her. You know, she don't give zero fucks about you. You know, you pay them the money, you fuck them, they go. And I know this comes from a guy who and I and Bildo always gives. Man, you are such a bitter old fuck. Yes, Bildo, I am a bitter old fuck. Still love the ladies though. Not saying I'm, I'm, you know, probably coming off as a misogynist, but I'm just sorry, man. I just can't, I can't do it, man. And some of these dating sites you go to, they'll go like, gotta be six feet, gotta have six figures, gotta have this, gotta have this list. And some of them aren't even that hot. They're like average looking at best, but they think they're fucking like goddesses. Get the fuck out of here, man. Anyway, um, yeah. Kind of went off on another rant there, didn't I? <laughs> That's awesome. Mark, you're on uh, Avant Sound Mound, right? Uh, no, uh, you're on, excuse me, uh, Spell Can't Be Broken, that's it. Yeah. Yes. Spell Can't Be Broken, but I was going to just piggyback off of Mike here, because I heard piggyback on the last damn good movie memories, and I go, you know what, I don't use that word enough. I need to use piggyback a little bit more. <laughs> you and Bill Roseberry. I'm going to piggyback off what Bill said. I'm going to piggyback off what Mike said. So I'm going to piggyback off what you said, Mike. Yeah, Mike. My first wife let me a Dear John fucking letter. I said this on the... In oh, I know. Oh, dude, that was rough, dude. So, And then my second wife just liked to argue a lot. And I'm not a fucking... I like to argue. I like to debate. Debating like, and arguing is two different things. I arguing like to, to me leads mean. to literally fighting. Yeah, I you don't know, like to it, get mean. And she gave me a black eye. But uh, Oh, yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. and then 
I know I have Diane. It's like it's like the most perfect woman I've ever had in my life. And that's great, man. I, I, hey, Mark, I'm not saying that love doesn't exist. That's great for people who are and they're truly happy. Go with God, man. I am happy for you, brother. That's great. Oh know? yeah, dude. It, it's it's the just humor. Been, she her favorite band yeah. is Rush. Well, yeah, I mean, that's your perfect girl right there. Oh, I mean, that's what yeah. I need to find. I need to find a Black Sabbath girl. And oh, just, fuck you know, yeah, dude. But I just don't know, man. It's just been... And I just she needs to stop going for the crazy chick. Part of the problem is <laughs> I'm, I'm just too old. I'm, I I don't have the patience dude, to do the Dude, you're like before. the same age as me, dude. It's just... I, I know, dude, but Come I've on, been through... Man. I've been through... You, you don't understand, I dude. understand everything. I've been to two fucking crappy I, relationships. Yeah, I mean, you married him, though. I, I, oh, thank yeah, God I was I an idiot. <laughs> thank fucking Christ I didn't marry mine. But still, dude, just like... Especially the one. I, I'm not going to hey, lie, the, man. The, not the to sound like a wife fucking didn't pussy, take anything but it was almost me, like PTSD, man. Can you say that I me mean, and my first two wives, dude, they didn't take anything from me. They let me sell the house. They didn't take any money off my 401k. They just let me be. So that was freaking pretty awesome. And then they were... Well, see, you're, well, you're, you're fucking lucky, Mark. Yeah, you know I got lucky. lucky you are. Because the first wife didn't take my 401k. She could have took half of it. The second wife could have took half the house. She signed I mean, she it off and let me sell she it. She might have broke your heart with the Dear John letter, but at least she didn't fucking yeah, go through your no, blood, they too. They both didn't fuck me over. Yeah. So that You're was, lucky. I, very I, lucky. I'm man. very lucky. Because I'm telling you right now, most women, they will fucking... I've seen it, dude. I've seen it. You know, To me, i got to be honest with you. Another reason why I'm not interested in getting married is um, 80% of divorces are initiated by women. That's a fact. Oh, and, and both of them were by the women, yeah. And... and to me, it's not worth me putting all the time, effort, and money in it just for them to fucking basically leave me and then be entitled to half of my shit. Fuck you, man. The courts almost always side with the women. It's just not worth it to me. It's not – I don't – I mean, hey, if you find somebody and they're great, great for you. But I just – I'm not taking that risk. Well, me and the second I, I'm wife, not saying I won't ever be in a relationship. Me and the second wife are still friends. We I'm not going to each other. Text each other jokes and shit. That Even we though had. she gave you a black eye, huh? She gave oh, me a black eye, but we're still friends. But the first wife, dude, she hurt me the worst because she fucking cheated on me with some guy on call fucking duty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How embarrassing is that shit? <laughs> but hey, you know, I mean, yeah. And I'm friends with a lot of my exes. I just want to throw that out there. But there's like... Well, there's one, I if I never saw her again, it would be too soon. And the other one, she said she wanted to be friends, but then after I, she kind of broke down my resistance to do that, she then just all of a sudden ghosted me. So I'm kind of like, well, fuck you too. You're not really my friend. And then I unfriended her on Facebook. So it's like I'm kind of done with her too because it seems to me that she was my friend when it was convenient for her to yeah. be my friend. We were friends first before we became a couple and i don't know it's just a waste of fucking time though i will say one of the cool things that came out of is i got to see uncle ass in the deadbeats and king diamond we went on a road trip to, to louisville kentucky to see that that was an amazing show so you just gave me uncle acid i haven't heard any of it yet i know ian talks about oh dude that. you would like him i think you like black sabbath you like the beatles yeah. you like shit like that you're gonna dig uncle acid i highly recommend that band to both you dudes yeah i i need to listen to it i need to put it in my iphone but uh 
Yeah, the, the first wife really broke my heart. The second wife, we're still friends. The first wife, I'm not. We were for a while, and I said, fuck that shit. I don't want to talk to her right. anymore. She cheated on me with the guy. The second wife didn't cheat on me. And right. she, and the thing is, I kind of pushed her to punch me because I told her, punch me, bitch. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, not, that's not really smart, Mark. No, right? it's not. You it's don't not. ever tell somebody to punch you. <laughs> but I, I never hit her. Oh, I I, I, I'm, I'm sure. I yeah. And the thing is, after three months of like, I got we got a divorce. Three months after divorce, when I'm with my new wife, she goes, "I didn't really want a divorce. I was just sad that my sister died." Oh, and man. I go, "Well, <laughs> sorry." And she's yeah, got a I really cool on, husband you know? now, and I got a really cool wife. So, well, that's cool, man. Out. Yeah, great. I mean, wife, hey, I, like off. I said, I I don't want to say that it. <laughs> I mean, like Jerry, how long have you been married, buddy? Well, I'm not legally married. I just call her my wife. I met her in 1988. Oh, okay. So you've been Whoa. together for a minute. No, we, we worked together the whole time all through this. Uh, we had a daughter in 1990. Um, we were separated at the time. We'd just broken up and we found out she was pregnant. Um, we got back together in 2002. We've been together ever since. And I should have known. I'm lucky because I found that person early in my life, you know. And... Uh, and, and I should have known that she was a perfect partner for me for my whole life, and she really is. So, uh, right, I'm lucky, and I can say to you, my man, don't give up, man, because it's when it works, it works, man. If you find somebody special, dude. Hey, I'm not gonna works. say I'm never gonna say never, but yeah, like I won't do online dating. That's just been a nightmare for me. Oh, both of us sucked. Yeah, yeah. I one I found right now is because her cousin Facebook messaged me because we're in a group. You know you're from Hacienda Heights uh, group, and uh, she said, "Hey, she just saw I broke up with my other girlfriend after the second wife." And she goes, "My cousin's cool. She likes Rush." And I go, "I don't want to get in any date." She says, "Come on, you always need a friend." I said, "Whatever, give me her number." And look what happened. <laughs> and hey, man, if I do meet that, hey, I'm not gonna totally discount it, or you know, but but I'm just I got my wall up. I'm just going to say I understand that. Well, I was done, dude, after the second wife. You know, the second girlfriend failed. I was done. Hold on. What, Jer? It's got to kind of fall on your lap. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Well, even the relationships I've had, a lot of them weren't. I wasn't looking for it. It just kind of happened. Right. And now there was two women I was with, and I still love them to this day. And but. For whatever reason, it just didn't work out, um, and you know it's kind of complicated. And also, I'm the kind of guy that if you break up with me, <laughs> that's it. We ain't getting back together. I'm not doing that on again, off again bullshit. I just can't handle that shit. It's like no. And I've told them all: you make that decision, there's no going back. You know, I, and maybe that's a pride thing with me. But that's just how I am. It's like if you burn this bridge, you know. Now I'm not saying we can't ever be friends, but as far as being a couple, no. And and keep in mind, like both these chicks, I, I mean, we would have flames from time to time. But as far as like when when they would want to talk about getting goofy about getting back together, I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm not going to do that. You already betrayed my trust once. I'm not going to give it to you again. You know. You're 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 a good person, but you're just too flaky. You don't know what you want, and I'm not I'm not you know I'm not going to put all in, everything all in on somebody that 
disappointed me before. And maybe that's wrong of me. Maybe I shouldn't be that way, but that's just the way I am. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, after my second wife uh, left me because her sister died, I got a girlfriend with this girl named Jennifer, and uh, she was with me. And then when she just left one day, got a, she, I came home, dude. She drank a whole bottle of vodka. Her <laughs> eyes turned yellow, dude. She had fucking jaundice. And I fucking oh. called the doctor on her, told her to go to the doctor, told took care of her. Her mom was fucking one of these Pentecostal bitches that don't read the Bible. And uh, <laughs> she was like, she blamed me for making a drink. What the hell? I would come home. She would have a, like two whiskeys for me. I only wanted one. She was drinking a whole bottle. I came home. She was drunk on a whole bottle of vodka. I took wow. her to the doctor. And I got blamed for giving her jaundice. And I was done with women. And then fucking my wife's cousin texts me on Facebook Messenger. And I just go, whoa, how'd this happen? It's weird. Yeah. And and hey, and, and, and like I said, for both you guys and anybody else out there, I'm happy for you, man. That's great. You know, I'm not saying it can't ever happen, but I'm just I'm just saying, man, you know, uh Yeah. I, I you know, I, and, and it's and it's something that I, I guess I need to open my mind up to, but it's just it just I just don't have the energy, man. You know, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I was, done. I mean, I don't know why it can't just be so simple as to go, Hey, I like you. Let's do this yeah, and just it, be right. done with it. It was but organic no, like with got... me and my new wife. Is yeah, like... And that's see, and that's the way it should be, Mark. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm saying. And I'm sure it's that way with your wife, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's been with her since 88. Congratulations. Well, we, like, Jerry. I, like I said, we were on and off. We had broken up a lot of times. And I was I was actually the kind of dickhead that broke him off all the time. So God bless I, her. I could see that. <laughs> her, you know, <laughs> God bless her for like, giving me chance after chance after chance. You yeah, know you I mean? know, my, my wife is the better person. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. And, and and don't get me wrong, I, I do believe that behind every great man is a is a great woman. I do believe in that, you know, to a certain extent. Um, but at the same time, it's like I it's just sometimes when you it's just been my experience that if people are gonna let you down, they're gonna disappoint you, and even if they don't, one of these days they're gonna die. You can't count on anything, and I and I know that's like holy shit, man. Thanks for bringing me down, Metal Mike. But that's just kind of how I feel about things sometimes. Like you know, it is what it is. It's just part of life. You're going to lose people in one way or another, and you just the only person at the end of the day that you can really, really depend on is yourself. I'm not telling people to be selfish pricks. It's not what I'm saying at all. But I will say this. Do not give up your goals and your dreams. Like you guys, man. You got the perfect lady that, you know, like my ex, the one that I really just, if I never see her again, she would never have understood me doing this radio thing or podcasting. She would have belittled me for it. She would have put me down. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. My wife. You know, I don't know. I'm really bearing my soul to you guys. I need to quit. Anyway. <laughs> hey, like Eric RMCP Jordan said, podcasts are therapy for guys. It really is. Like, well, you know, me and Bildo say that all the time, my co-host of the Metal Mike show. It's like, when we do that radio show every Friday, it's therapeutic for us. Yeah. It's like it's something that I need, that I have to have, you know. And, and uh, you know, and I just, I just I'm, am, am, am flattered that people are actually fucking, like, entertained by me flapping my fucking gums, man. So, you know. 
everybody out there that's listening, thank you guys. I yeah. appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate it. We appreciate you. So what song are we and, on and right thank now? You guys <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. Thank you guys for having me on and having me go off on these fucking oh, dude. We I I'm going on a bunch of them today. Jesus Christ. So am I too. So is Jerry. Jerry, where what song are we on now? <laughs> uh, I think we're on track. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's and a it's secret. a it's a uh, instrumental. Yeah. So what do you guys think about it? Go for it, Mike. Um, I just got really cool, very cool instrumental, uh, just showcasing the band's very underrated talent and musicianship. <laughs> Thrasherific. That's what so I got. You, Jerry. Dude, it's a fucking killer instrumental, in my opinion. Um, the fucking leaves in it, these dual leaves in it. Triple. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah. Uh, the guitar, guitar playing's fucking sweet, dude. I mean, I definitely give this one five horns, man. Definitely. What is your horns? One to five? Yeah, one to five. One to five. Okay, cool. You're like Bill Wang with the chopsticks. That's cool. I like it. Keep it up. But, uh, yeah, man, this is a cr very cool instrumental. And it's like Eric RMCP Jordan doesn't like instrumentals. He doesn't like Steve Vai, freaking Joe Satriani. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Ed Let me interject something real quick, if I may. This is a short instrumental. Sonic's yeah. even. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how people don't like it. You know what? I will tell you the truth. When I got surfing with the alien, because my friend at in and Out Burger, Kim Martin, chick, she plays bass. She plays around here in clubs and fucking casinos. She's a musician cool. still, and she she has a fat ass, and she's pretty cool looking. <laughs> she's right on. Two years older than me, and I. She said, "Get Joe Satriani surfing with the alien." I got the tape back then. I listened to it. Like, there's no vocals on it. Here, you could have it. I gave it to her. And I go, two years later, I'm listening to, oh, fucking Flying Into Brew Dream. I like this. There's vocals. And I start listening to the instrumental tracks on the fucking Flying Into Blue Dream. And I go, these are better than the vocal tracks. And then I go, what the fuck? I gave away that tape of Serpent with the Alien. This shit rules. <laughs> now, this chick, uh, when you said she had a fat ass, is that in a good way? Or? Oh, yeah. She, okay. Kim Martin Bandy. Look her up on Facebook. She's still fucking hot. Uh, oh, you're friends with her, huh? Oh yeah, Still? dude. I worked with her at In and Out. She she was a bass player back then, dude. She was into oh, cool. lots of metal, like in music. Right on, she loved Iron Maiden, and then she came to me because I didn't like Iron Maiden. Back all they are is bump, 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 bump. And she goes, Mark, you're right on that. And now I look at it and go, but I like that now. <laughs> hey, sometimes your tastes change. You know? I know, but I talked her into my Iron Maiden sucked. Because all they have is the, the fucking stomping. <laughs> the galloping. The galloping, yeah. Galloping. Oh, oh, you mentioned that, that you hated Iron Maiden at one time. I did. And now I love them, and I love them more than most of you guys. <laughs> hey, man, I, I like Blaze. That's how much I like Blaze. I know. You like, you're like you a bigger fan than I am. I can't stand Blaze. You know, I don't think Blaze is a bad vocalist, but I don't think he was a good fit for iron maiden i think blaze would have been better off being a thrash metal band honestly that's just my opinion it, it just doesn't work for Maiden. yeah i agree with you on that one like like when bruce does like the clansman live it sounds much better i agree oh, yeah. so, so i didn't yeah. mind i, I like i mean it was still iron maiden to a certain because you know as an exodus fan they had three different singers and a lot of people joke with rob dukes you know he's got his own band generation kill and he's still good friends with the exodus guys he was actually on zetro souza Steve Zetro Sousa's podcast, uh, the, the Zetro's Toxic Vault. He even said, he goes, somebody a while back came up to me and said, dude, you're the, 
you're the, you're the Blaze Bailey of Exodus, man. And he's like, oh, okay. But like I said, I, I think Blaze gets a lot of hate, but I just I don't think it's his fault. Like he's not a bit like if he'd fucking sane for a even a band, any like any thrash metal band, like you know, I think he would kill it. I don't understand why he isn't in a thrash metal band personally because I think he would fit with that kind of style of metal perfectly. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, man. Um, I just don't like Blaze. I heard it. I heard the Clansman Bruce live twice. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then, uh, what's the next one, Jerry? It's uh, Cannot Tell a Lie. You want me to take the lead on this one? Yeah, take it. Um, great fucking song, dude. Um, a lot of uh, political overtones on this one about uh, politicians selling you bullshit all the time. And it's it's a it's a it's like what I said. It's a it's a mid good song on this album. I give it three horns. Um. But I think this is a song I think Mike did. I'm thinking this is a song that Mike talked a little bit earlier. He was going to mention some, some something about it. I mm -hmm. think he was talking about it. So let's hear it. All <laughs> right. That's my cue. Cannot tell a lie. Basically about the fucking hypocrisy and lies of all the scumbag politicians at Washington, D.C. Yeah. Killer thrash-tastic track. You can feel the anger in this track. I like how it's from the point of view of the guy running for whatever office or seat of power he is vying for killer musicianship throughout the track and just how they will say and do anything for your vote and by the way yeah. folks that's the only time they give a fuck about you these people that argue on facebook whether yes. you're democrat team blue team red hey you know what every year during election time or sometimes just because i feel like i post the same meme it says uh republicans are red and democrats are blue and neither one of them gets a gives a Fuck about you. Okay, yeah, dude. I, really I, I, well, I was a huge Trump up. supporter, and then fucking I got disillusioned with both sides. They're both hypocrites. I said fuck politics. Now I don't fucking like it. Yeah. Same wings are the same wings and the same bird, and yeah. that bird was shit on you. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna label my politics, and I don't even like being labeled, but I guess I'd be more like a libertarian. I just don't think the government has the right to fucking tell interfere with our personal lives, else how to that. live. I think I'm a fucking and, libertarian, and yeah, and, and and very and and you know, but yet, um, considering considering you know, if you talk to the Republicans and the Democrats, I'm the radical. I'm like, okay, you know, um, like I'm sorry, but I think drugs and prostitution and all that shit should be legalized completely. Sorry, folks, I'm, I, and that's a libertarian point of view. See, um, I don't think that. Income tax and property tax is constitutional. No. If you want to tax the shit I buy and sell, fine. But this shit of fucking taxing my pro which that's what a scam that is, man. Everything for property. It's so important on property. It gives you, know, you equity. Here's people, my take on these that. These people shit. listen listen on the property taxes. Just want to say as a property owner, they fucking give us people vote for taxes for school bonds and shit. I don't have kids. Why am I paying for other people's kids on my fucking property taxes? Well, that's the thing. I mean, the property tax, to me, it's unconstitutional. They're taxing you on something that you supposedly own. Now, I'm like, hold on a second. That's just fucked up to me. Like, And even your, your income, that's, that's legalized theft, okay? Let's just call it for what it fucking is, man, okay? And yeah, taxes are important, and I know they got it, you know, but... You know, for years this country existed with a sales tax. This shit of fucking, you know, taxing my income. Fuck, I don't pay it. You just motherfuckers take it out. You just take it out. I mean, it's it's legalized theft, literally. Secondly, the property tax. What a scam. Like, people say it's so important to own property. It gives you equity and blah, blah. And I'm not saying they're wrong. But to me, being a property owner is more trouble than it's worth. 
I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Number one, the upkeep and the maintenance. I'm not fucking Mike the Handyman. I'm sorry, but I was born with two left thumbs. I uh, suck too. at that shit. My wife that asked arts me and craft shit. Why can't you I'm put no up a shelf? I'm good at it. I can't put up a shelf, dude. I could do minor you plumbing. Know, I, That's about I can it. do minor things. I can maybe yeah. put up a shelf, but I can't fucking fix the yeah. fucking, you know, furnace, okay? Nope. I'm not a goddamn, you know, nope. and I'm not... Um, and my one ex that I was mentioning earlier, she would always make me feel like I was less than a man for not being able to do those things. I'm like, okay, granted, I'm not a mechanic. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not. But I can tell you that I can tell you the signs and symptoms of congestive heart failure. I mean, that's what I know because that's what I went to school and trained for. You know, it's like I don't. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not knocking anybody out there that's good at that stuff. I'm not saying that, you know, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, like um, the the fact that, like, so to me, it's more trouble and it's worth. I'm not any good at it, so why the fuck would I want to own property where I got to constantly upkeep shit? It's just a fucking pain in the ass, and I don't have time for it. Okay, it you does. Know? Yeah, <laughs> that's number one. Number two. Uh, the fact with the property tax, they, they say you own it, but if you can't say you fall on hard times, say something shitty happens to you, like that guy in that song we were talking about earlier, uh -huh. they can take your property away from you if you don't pay your property tax. Well, how the fuck is it your property then? How the fuck do you truly own it? What a fucking joke, man. It's such a scam. It's such a fucking scam, man. And people just blindly, okay, nobody ever complains about it. Not that I know of. Nobody ever says anything. You know, it's just, you know, but, oh, it's so important to own property. Why? So the government can fuck you in the ass on a regular basis? Sure. Fuck that. The property I got my old trailer on that I'm tearing down, I'm selling that shit. I'm going to take that money. I'm going to put it in my fucking retirement fund, motherfuckers. That's what Metal Mike's going to do. I'm done, man. From now on, it's renting only. And that's just the way I feel about it. I don't really have any interest in owning a house, or and if I do get a house, it's going to be something I rent. To where, hey, the landlord's got to take care of the fucking grass mowing. The landlord's got to take care of all that shit. That's I just do, how I feel about I do miss it. Miss that of that apartment living, I really do. Huh? I do miss that of that apartment living. Yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, but look, I'm not knocking anybody who does buy property. Hey, go with God, man. But when people, I don't know, I've had some people in my family that make me feel like I'm an idiot or, you know, and I'm like, well, fuck you, man. It's just, this is just how I look at it. I'm not saying you're wrong, but why are you saying I am? Like, you know, I don't know. To me, it's just more trouble than it's worth, and it's kind of a scam. I just think it's a total scam, man. you got to pay all these money for property you own. And then... Voters vote for you to pay more property taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's like da -da -da. school bond. Oh. Hey, I, I lived in California. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. In California's its own Dude, little. I looked at that property tax thing. They get, they send us and they go, this school bond, this school bond. I think only people who have kids should pay for school bonds. That's just my opinion. We don't have kids. Why the fuck are we paying for other people's kids? What is your sale? tax man what do you pay like, i think it's 9.5 or 10 point something and you pay a fucking state tax right yeah we pay a state tax too. <laughs> we're ripped but uh what song are we on jerry well, you gotta do cannot tell like you're uh, saying my turn right the beginning is kind of choppy then it gets all thrashy they should have just started at full thrash but man this kicks ass i would like to uh this song rules i like it and then we get to uh the powers that be mike the last song on the album. 
Okay, now in my opinion, this track is just definitely power metal, and you can tell the direction this band is going into at this point. Because I have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry, but I had heard they they went more into that direction. Is that true? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I was just wondering. A uh, very inspirational track, though, about believing in yourself and not buying into the bullshit of cults and influencers, which is more prevalent now than ever in this age of fucking social media. Now. I'm not going to totally bag on social media because obviously we would not be doing what we're doing, gentlemen, without the internet and social media. Mm. It's got its good side, but it's also got its bad side. And these fucking entitled fucking TikTok quote-unquote influencers who actually – you'll see them on – they'll get mad and throw the – I've got so many followers on TikTok. I don't give a fuck how many fucking followers you have. Thank you. You know, I could give zero – Oh, fucks, okay? I could give zero fucks. You know, they, these fucking people, they think they're fucking in somebody important because they have a certain number of TikTok followers can go to do the electric socket challenge. <laughs> fucking losers. And that's the challenge I came up with when everybody was doing the fucking sorting condoms challenge <laughs> and the tie pod challenge. You know what? Here, guys, take this. Take your linger, finger, lick it, and stick it in a light socket. And watch the fucking ride the lightning, and I promise you it won't hurt. You know, because, and, and you know what? These fucking Tide Pod Challenge stupid fucks, as far as I'm concerned, you deserve what you get. <laughs> I mean, they literally had a doctor on there, and he was describing of what would happen if you ingest one. And it's just hilarious. Like, he's talking about all the signs and symptoms, and you can tell on the look on his face, he's got this, I can't believe I gotta, like, break this shit down on the five o'clock news to tell. 20 something not you know teenagers and 20 something year olds not to ingest a tie pot <laughs> okay like what in the fucking literal fuck you know what but i'm like hey dude take that tie pot and then chase it down with some bleach hashtag <laughs> the herd because you're too fucking stupid to live Kill yourself. I'm not even going to do it fucking subliminally. Fucking kill yourself. Fucking losers. Don't give any warnings, man. Just, you know, let them die out. That, that's you know, like, I mean, when I was a little kid, they used to have these stickers on things that harmed you. It was a dude with a yucky face called Mr. Yuck. Like, what the fuck, man? Is is there something in the water? Like, is or is it social media? You know, I don't want to be that older guy that's like, God damn, the young generation's fucking stupid. But these fucks are retarded, man. Like, I fear the future. They are fucking morons. Now, I'm not saying all oh, everybody, millennials or Generation XYZ or whatever. Well, we're X. Or whatever the fuck you are. Just remember, are coffee is hot. I'm not saying that everybody out there is like that that's part of that generation. We have a young DJ at the station. My nephew's part of the millennial generation. He's not a fucking moron. So I know not all of them are. Well, but, my oh, God, man. man. And There's directions just, yeah. on shampoo. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, come on, man. Like, you know. Just remember, <laughs> McDonald's coffee is hot. And it's kind of like when you have these. <laughs> right, right. And you have these companies that literally are still testing their chemicals on animals. Look, motherfuckers, if you guys don't know what that shit's going to do to somebody or some living creature by now. I mean, not only that, it's cruelty to animals, but it's a waste of fucking money. We know if we get chemicals in our eye, it's going to fucking burn. So sitting there going, well, gee, I'm going to put this chemical in this poor rat's eye just to see what it does. This is awesome because really? we would never go for this shit. Right on, Metal Mike. You rule. And Jerry, man, I love this shit. shit. 
What, me going on a rant? Yeah, well, because he would fall asleep. <laughs> hey, that's fine, man. Wait, because look, he doesn't care what you look, say. Look, he would really fall asleep, wouldn't he? Look, I love Lee. I met Lee in person a couple years ago. He can be nothing but more cordial and sweet. I think Lee's a good guy. But let's be honest, man. Lee Gersman, that motherfucker marches to his own drumbeat. Oh, he always has, yeah. He always will. And that's what makes Lee Lee. And we love you, Lee. Yeah, so, we you do. Know, just no, let you know. What, you can't say you love him because if a man says you love him, he thinks you're gay. But uh, he, he really? likes like you like him. Okay, I'm very fond of you, Lee, but not in a fucking I want to suck your yeah, cock. He way. doesn't like it when a man says I don't says do he cock. Anybody out there that does, more power to you. Not my thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. all about the women. Homie, don't play putt tarts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I stole that guy from. That line from a guy from in and out years ago. But, uh, Jerry, did we already... Mel and Mike, did you yeah. say what the powers that be? Yeah. Okay, yeah Jerry, feel your turn. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, man. It's like, you know, know your fucking work, dude. It's not what you wear, it's what's in your mind, man. One of the best lines in that song. Um, yeah, I mentioned this on the Mark and Jerry show a few episodes ago about these influencers or whatever. Charles. Yeah, and there was this one fucking woman that I, I was kind of thought, just curious to see what happens. What happens is she gets people to send her a bunch of money mm -hmm. to fucking go to places and post pictures and videos. I mean, how stupid are we? Well, I mean, dude, I mean, how do you explain cults? And I want to know, because there is there is a friend of Bildo's who got really upset one time when Bill said something about anybody who's in a cult is weak-minded. And then he got offended, but Bill goes, but dude, you were a little kid. You were raised in that environment. I'm talking about grown-ass people. Yeah. Who fucking just give themselves over. Here, I'm the Lord. I'm God. and Let me fuck your wife or whatever weird bullshit. And even these women, man, are like, well, he used me and abused me. And well, you know, you're a moron. You're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for you. If you can't like sit there and go, hmm, you know what? He's about to put this drill in my ass. That's some fucked up shit. Then, okay. It's like anything else. And that's another thing. People these days, they don't want to take accountability for your actions. You know what? My dad has an old saying, motherfuckers. It's called, it's Latin. It's called mea culpa. My fault. Sometimes you got to take responsibility. And boy, do people nowadays, especially a lot of ladies, don't want to take accountability for their actions. There's this porn star. Felicity Feline. She's also a metalhead. Beautiful girl. I actually do like Felicity. Very talented drummer. But one time she was on this video, and it's called um, Facial Abuse or something. Oh, God. And, and she does this video talking about how she had broken this guy's heart. She really did him wrong. So she thinks the reason why she did this kind of porn was because she almost wanted to be um, punished for what she did to this guy. Okay. But she goes, but where I'm fucked up is I instead of doing that in a privacy thing, I did it on porn for everybody to see. So then she starts dating this other dude, and he just gets totally horrified when he sees Because, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, he's, these chicks get fucking face-fucked, literally, okay? And, you know, but here's the thing. I'm like, okay, you're done. Whatever. You made a mistake. She literally went back. She went back for a second one and then tried to bash the dude that owns the site and have blah, 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 and, and all this shit. But then he actually put out a video of her coming back the second time, his interview for her. And she's literally going, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So I'm going, you made that decision. Nobody put a gun to your head and made you do that. You know, I'm sorry. You have to, you got to look in the mirror and go, man, I fucked up. 
I'm, you know, I, I'm a fucking idiot. Hey, we're all idiots. I've done stupid shit, but you know what? When I have, I've looked in the mirror and said, Mike, that one's on you. I've made a lot of dumb decisions in my fucking life that I look back on and go, God, I wish Mike now could go back and smack the shit out of young Mike. You know, I mean, it's just part of human nature, but take accountability, you fuck. Exactly. I mean, I've made some doozies in my fucking lifetime, dude, but I've always said my take bad. accountability for your actions. You're yeah, not a little kid. <laughs> you weren't fucking molested or something. Exactly. You know? You weren't forced. Give me a fucking break, man. Yeah. You know? And you didn't seem to fucking have a problem with it when they were paying you all that money. You know, I, I'm sorry, man. You know, you can't... You, whatever. You made that decision. Live with it, man. And I don't understand why any girl would get... If you're, you, you're going to go into that... Sex worker, and I'm not being a judgmental guy. I don't care what you do. I don't give zero fucks, ladies. Okay, but if you're gonna, you better realize that in today's age, on the internet, it's there forever. It's there forever. It ain't like back in the day when you could maybe do it and do it on the slide and get away with it. Nowadays, man, that shit's on the net, and the internet is fucking forever as long as technology exists, man. So if you're gonna do this, ladies. You better be goddamn sure this is what you want to do because it's going to follow you around for the rest of your life. It's just a fucking fact, man. So here endeth the meltdown and advice from DJ Metal Mike. All right, man. And then uh, my turn to end the album, right? I do believe so, yeah. The powers that be. Uh, this sounds like uh, Twisted Sister. Sounds like D. Schneider vocals on this song. And this would be a great fucking... Twisted Sister song, and I like it because I love Twisted Sister. The song kicks ass. Uh, yeah, yeah. His the Mike Hal guy, dude. He had three three different tones on this album. Dude, he's one a fucking a very talented vocalist. Man, what a fucking loss, man. Yeah, well, losing him and the first guy. Man. Yeah. I thought they were both great, you know. So it's like it, it's kind of like a lot of tragedies kind of hit. Metal yeah, they've had, they've had like they've had a lot of they've had a lot of people in the band, and a few of them have died more than just those two. Like, oh, I know, I know, man. I've kind of looked up the history of the band. I was like, geez, man, you know, like God, you know. But they're they're still going on, man, and and I got to give them props for that. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So that was our. Uh... Review on uh, Metal Church Blessing in Disguise. Jerry, man, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a great fucking rotating co-host, man. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I hey, and you know, guys, thanks for having me on. It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jerry, man. Uh, next week, we're going to do, uh, with your buddy, uh, Metal Mike Bushy, is going to be on an episode we're doing Poison Flesh and Blood with Charles. Ooh. My condolences. <laughs> you know, well, I, you know I you're going to laugh, though, Mark. I actually said that because uh, Bushy had posted a thing about being a cowboy fan for life, and I literally posted, my condolences. I, I, well, <laughs> I heard you tell 49ers fans condolences also on your podcast. So <laughs> I did, didn't I? Did. I? I'm not a Niners hater, dude, really. Um, but, yeah, I probably did. You, know? you did. <laughs> you uh, really did. I go, but I don't really have anything to fucking say. It's not like my team made the playoffs. It's not like think, we win against each other in the playoffs like the Raiders. No, and and and, and the other thing about it is, um, uh, you know, I, even if we had made the play, I'm like, we're not there yet, guys. The Steelers, they're not calling it rebuilding, but that's what they're doing. 
It's going to be a couple of years, I think. Me, but I do, I did, I did like a lot of the progress our young quarterback made, especially in the clutch. And I think once he becomes the well, he is the actual starter. Like they'll be, he will be doing first team reps now, and you know, forward. And I, I'm pretty optimistic, man. Our run game started getting together. The O line started gelling. I do think though they still need some more help on the O-line, so I'm hoping they address all that in the draft. And it's going to be interesting because we got a, we got really two general managers now because before, um, oh, what's his name? He had been the guy for fucking ever, man. He's the guy that drafted all the great Steeler players we've had in the last 20 years. He retired, Kevin Colbert. And now we got um, Omar Khan, who's been our money. He's been our money guy. He's been the numbers guy. And he's him and this Andy Weidel, who, by the way, was – doing the same thing for the Philadelphia Eagles, who helped build that team that's going to the Super Bowl. He and Omar Khan are in charge of the front office. So I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the draft and what they're going to do, because I think it's going to be different from Kevin, but I think it'll be successful. So I'm pretty excited for the Steelers. The Steelers have always been one of the best-run organizations in my, in my Well, we've had three coaches in fucking over 50, 50 years. 1969, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's unheard of. Yep. You know, and, I, and another thing I want to point out, because I did notice, and I think it was one of Mark's threads, there was a lot of Steeler hate in that. Look, I know some of my fellow Steelers fans are morons, guys. I, I get that. I, I do. They Cowboys just, fans. I, I never hear any bad Steelers fans. It's all Cowboys um, fans. Well, one of the things that bothers me about some of the Steeler fans, you know, is they're very spoiled. Like, if they have just a season where, like, if anything less a Super Bowl, it's like a failure. And because Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in six years, and yada yada, I guess the standard is the standard now is to have a non-losing season. And I'm going, you people are fucking morons. If you, that, that's their answer for everything. They, they just knee-jerk, man. Not all Steeler fans. But, the, you know, get rid of the coach, get rid of this, get rid of... No, guys, you know, and they're not going to do that. The Roonies are not going to fire Mike Tomlin, okay? You may as well forget it. The guy is a great coach. I mean, goddamn, dude, he took that team. I remember the one year when we lost Big, Big Ben for the whole year, and and he took a fucking team that, and almost made the playoffs. He finished 8-8 eight and eight with a goddamn team that had fucking Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as our quarterback. Come on, man. You know, that's great coaching. I'm sorry, but that is, you know, give it. Give it its due. I mean, even last year they they said they were going to suck it up, but they finished nine and eight, dude. Which is yeah, oh, I know. Awful. Which I didn't think they were. I thought for sure this was going to be our first losing season. And to be honest with you, I was mentally prepared for it, Jerry. And I was just kind of like, well, hey, man, that just means a higher draft put pick. But once again, man, they get it together and they started playing really good football towards the end there. And I mean, they were running the ball on good teams like the Ravens, man, who have a good rush defense. So I don't want to hear, you know, like, it's like I'm not saying, you know, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl next year. I do think we might make the playoffs. It all depends on what moves they make in the offseason. That's Cincinnati's division for Dude, since he's the team to beat in that division, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But I also think people have to understand something. Mike Brown, the owner of the he's Eagles, he's a cheapskate. And what's going to happen? They're going to pay the bank to keep Burrow. Sooner or later, they got to pay him. And when that happens, they're going to lose some of those fantastic players on defense and some of those weapons Burrow's have. And they're not going to be as – I'm not going to say they're not going to be good, but people have to understand the Bengals' window is – going to close here within the next year or so. so they th if they're going to win a Super Bowl, they need to do it soon, man. I will give them this, though. God damn, they're good. Fuck are they good. 
man. But yeah, Burrow's going to take up at least forty-five or fifty million. Oh, years. easily, uh, dude. And 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 you know, so I, I think these things are cyclical. My point is, though, like you just said, the Steelers are one of the most state, probably the most stable organization in sports, man. I so you know, some of my fellow fans, I'm just like, you fuckers are spoiled. Yeah, you, you are guys, so. You guys didn't have spoiled. a Dennis Erickson as your head coach, so yeah. Or Mike Tomsola, or fucking right. uh, But hey, Mike Singletary. Well, John Lynch, John Lynch, has done a magnificent job running the front oh, office. Yeah. Their coach is awesome, man. And that's nothing. Like a lot of people are hoping the Steelers will be like the Bengals pick it. Now, quite honestly, I think Kenny is the guy. I've seen enough of him this year where I was impressed. He he didn't kill it stat wise, but when it counted, he made plays. Let's just say this: Big Ben revealed on his podcast, and he didn't say anything about it. Kenny, but he he kind of even apologized. He goes, I severely underestimated Kenny Pickett. He's much. He goes, I thought he was going to be pretty good. I didn't think he was going to be as good. And he talked about all the good things. He goes, as far as I'm concerned with this kid, they solidify that old line. And once he gets more acclimated, the sky is the limit for him. And I'm I'm hoping so too. You know, I hope he is the guy because I want. I mean, that would be awesome because his number is number eight. I'm like, man, if we go from seven to eight, that'll be amazing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, the AFC, my God. But, hey, the NFC is not getting any easier. I mean, you got the Niners. The Eagles are really good now. And the Cowboys, man, hey, they got a great defense. And they are a good team, man. It's just one of those things where it's like sometimes I think Jerry Jones kind of shoots himself in the foot. I think you're a, you're a Cowboys fan, aren't you, Jerry? No, he's a Niner fan, dude. Are you a Niner? Yeah. What? Yeah, you're a Niner fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah. who is it that I think is a Cowboys fan? Bushy. Well, I know Bushy is. I kind of feel insulted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so you're not. Well, you guys. I mean, I know it, it didn't end the way you wanted, but man, your guy took you. I mean, three different quarterbacks, and you guys went to the NFC Championship. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, man. And I know some people are wanting to compare Pickett to Purdy. I'm like two different things. Number one, Kenny was the number one draft pick. Two, he didn't start in the beginning of the season, and like quite honestly. He, the team around Kenny ain't near as fucking good as the Niners. You guys are loaded. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we don't have some young good players. I think Fryer Moose going to be a beast. I think that fucking Pickens kid's going to be a beast. But they're young. It's like baby steps, guys. And that's the problem with some of my fellow Steeler fans. They're just so spoiled. And they do get kind of obnoxious. It's like, guys, you know, yeah, we are a great organization. Yes, we've won a lot of Super Bowls. But, you know show a little fucking humility and not all of us are like that but i just wanted to throw that out there because man i you know i heard that all steeler fans are the worst and i'm like well we're not all dicks guys fuck no man. that's cowboys I, fans no it's cowboys and not all cowboys eagles, eagles fans are, are slowly getting up there dude they're catching oh, up. Eagles hey, fans. Hey, can i can i say something about eagles fans I made, I made a video saying angry niner fan when i wasn't angry i congratulated the eagles and then I got over 28,000 view, views on the Mark and Jerry with Charles uh, YouTube channel. And I was like, what Whoa. the fuck? And I commented on it. I either gave him a like or a thumbs up or I commented on 417 comments to make sure that I was interactive with them. A lot of Eagles fans were talking shit. And I said, dude, I said, congrats. And, I said, and then they came down and said, we're sorry about Purdy. Cowboys fans never... Fucking Shut them up. Okay, and, and, and here's the thing, though, about Eagle fans that bother me. I know they're loyal to their team. I'll give them that, but my 
God, there are very what have you done for us lately? Like all I ever heard when Andy Reid, you know, on NFL Network, they would play these fucking radio. Andy Reid's horrible. Get rid of him. Get rid of McNabb. Get rid of this guy. I'm going, what the fuck, man? Like I'm here because my secondary in my NFC team. Because I lived in St. Louis, was the Rams. I'm like, we would have died for Coach Reed and 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 and, and Donovan McNabb in St. Louis. Because once they got rid of Kurt Warner, and I remember being pissed off about that. Because I'm like, look, Kurt can still play. He just got hurt, and and I blame a lot of that on Mike Martz's dumb dad. Keep passing the ball. You look know, at Arizona, over, what he did over, in Arizona, over. man. He almost beat your Steelers. You goddamn right he did, man. And and I love Kurt Warner. And I was pissed because I was like, you know, that's our Elway. That's our Montana. And I told Bill this, and I said, and they took him away from us. And he actually quoted me in it when he was a sports editor. He wrote a column about it's when Kurt came in town as a Cardinal and whipped our ass. And he started it off with, it was the best of Rams. It was the worst of Rams. He actually paraphrased Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities, which I thought was cool. But he quoted me. He quoted me in his story like, my friend Mike Tyler, you know, he said, you know, he was, and I, and I did feel that way. He was our Bradshaw. He was our, you know, like I'm a Steeler fan and I have been ever since I was a kid. Um, because I don't know, the, the, you know, I was little, I thought they looked cool, blue collar. And, you know, they were the team of the seventies besides the Cowboys, quite honestly, you know, um, I was also a St. Louis football Cardinals fan until they left. I felt betrayed. And, you know, now I kind of pull for them sometimes cause they are my old team, but the Rams can go suck a dick. Dude, Fuck Stan Cron. Nobody likes him here in, in the LA area, dude. It's mostly other teams' fans that fill up SoFi. Oh, I know, and it's the same with the Chargers. I I find it sad that they because the Charger fans were Chargers loyal. should have stayed in San Diego, man. And the fans were loyal there. It was just, I guess, the so the, they were loyal in St. Louis with you guys too, man. I know, but but you know, I think with what I understand is, I I guess it was maybe the San Diego city government. Like he wanted a new stadium. And to be fair, they had been playing at that stadium since really they formed the chargers, I think. So I under, but I still think at the end of the day, it was the wrong move. You know, talk to me in about 10 or 20 years, they'll be wanting to leave LA because there's not enough. LA is such a, I mean, it's not that they don't love their sports. They love their Lakers. They love their Dodgers. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, it's more of a Dodger town than Laker town. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. I I'm love sure Lakers, it is. but the Dodgers every year, dude, over three million in attendance. The first team yeah. to get over three million in attendance. People say they arrive late and leave early, dude. It's because of the fucking LA traffic. Oh, uh, yeah. We yeah. can leave two hours early and st- still get there twenty minutes late. Right. Know, right. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck oh. off. On that I don't shit. know how the hell the Clippers are still in Los Angeles, man. You know, talk about a team that needs to move somewhere. They, Dude, they need to go to Long Beach or well, fucking San, back to San Diego. You know, I mean, like I've always one of the things I've always bragged about on my Cardinals is the fact that you know, I mean, and don't get wrong, the Cardinals obviously have a lot of money, but St. Louis is a small town compared to New York, Chicago, L.A. Even no offense, Mark, and don't get me wrong, I think your general management and your people running. Your Dodgers has done a great job. Andrew Freeman I, I, rules. Yeah, but I'm I'm very proud of what the Cardinals have been able to do over their history because, dude, your team is always series. there, dude. Your team is always there. I know, and, and I hate like, your team. I hate Ozzie Smith. <laughs> I hate Jack Clark. You but just you know hate what? I do respect your team. your ass in the playoffs. That's yeah, dude. yeah. That's why yeah, I hate I the Cowboys. It. That's why I fucking hate the Kansas City Royals to this day, because that yeah. fucking bullshit call. 
Well, I'm a Reds fan, so I'll stay out of the be- the baseball. Talk. Oh, fuck your Reds! <laughs> what oh, well, you, what, what, what's, you guys beat the Dodgers, like swept us. Fuck with Davy Johnson as your head. Well, the Reds are in our division, aren't they, bro? Huh? Oh yeah, Cincinnati. The Cardinals, yeah, the Cardinals have laid the smack down on us for years, man. Yeah, you're kind of our bitch. No <laughs> Because that's I, a difference I, between ownership, man. Ownership wants to I win in St. Louis. Uh, the Reds just want to make money. And and that's what I'm saying. I mean, considering we won World more, more World Series than any National League team, and second only to the goddamn Yankees. Yep. Pretty fucking impressive feat. Considering yeah, we don't, because we don't. I mean, and and baseball don't have the salary cap that fucking. NFL. They have now. luxury so, tax. Let, That's why the Dodgers aren't spinning this year. Right. And yeah. and you know, the you know, but hey, um both teams uh have a great farming system, great I mean, they're fucking well-run organizations, and, and I think I, that's why you, they've been as successful thing, as they have. You guys may have more World Series, but the Dodgers have more World Series appear- appearances. We just lost to the fucking Yankees. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sorry about your bad luck, man. But how many of those World Series appearances was when you guys were in Brooklyn? <laughs> we had a lot huh? in Brooklyn, dude. A lot in Brooklyn. Yeah, my mom, believe it or not, my mom, uh, her secondary uh, team, she was a Cardinals fan. Okay. But she loved the Brooklyn Dodgers when she was 77, a 78, Yankees beat us in both those World Series. Fucking Reggie, fucking strikeout Jackson. Fucking hit three home runs against us in one game. Yeah, and then, and then fucking we finally got him. He won. The Yankees have always been the thorn. Well, how many do you seen. have? I think we have six. Six. Yeah, that's not bad. But I mean, we lost probably... a lot to the Yankees. We have more World Series appearances. You know, you, you know who than has the other beat, team? You know who has beat the Yankees in the World Series a few times? Oh yeah, the Cardinals. Hey, fuck you. Just, you know who swept them in the World Series? You know what I hated when yeah. Ma- when Albert. Oh, did they? The did Dodgers? they swept the Yankees in the World Series? I know that the, the Red Sox swept us. Arizona Jeez. fucking beat the Yankees in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, we went to six and seventy-five with the Red Sox, and then we swept the Yankees in seventy-six. Yeah, fuck those Red Sox fans too. They they they're assholes. But uh, but I just think that the Eagles fans sometimes are very um, like I said, and I've. I don't know, man. I just think they're kind of dicks, man. Dude, if you go like, to a game, you have to watch your back, dude. Those people that's are. That's what right. I'm saying. Like they they take it way too seriously. It's a fucking football game, guys. Like, yeah, dude. I, Jesus I made, Christ. I made a video and congratulated the team. And I said, I don't give a fuck who wins the Super Bowl. Congratulations to both teams. <laughs> who do you, who do you pick though? Who do you guys think is going to take it? Oh, fuck. I hope Kansas City takes it. That's <laughs> just me. Kansas City. Well, I want Kansas City to win, but man, I don't know. They're go. There, it's going to be a great Super Bowl, though. I think it's going to be very competitive and it's going to be awesome. What, what, Jerry? Kansas City's a mash unit now, man. They're beat up. Even Mahomes is beat up. Uh, I know. By the time I think this podcast comes out, the, the Super Bowl. Philadelphia is going to tee up on. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to hurt Mahomes. I think it's going to be a uh, yeah. ugly game. I think. I think Philadelphia. Well, that that Eagles defense, man. Fuck, they're really good too. The offense, I mean, I, I, they're loaded. Now, I'm not saying Kansas City under normal circumstances, they're loaded too, but man. Um, but yeah, my heart is pulling for the Chiefs. Because uh, out of yeah. the original AFL teams, they're my favorite AFL team. Steelers were an NFL team that got them and the Colts and the Browns went to the AFC. 
In yeah. fact, Paul Brown, he started the Bengals because he was a former, he was the Browns coach. And yep. He yep. wanted revenge, and he was like, I didn't buy an AFL franchise to fucking, you know, stay in the AFL. He knew the merger was going to happen, and he knew there was a good chance that the Steelers and the Browns would be, and sure shit, that's what happened. Yep. So. So when this podcast comes out, we already know who won the Super Bowl. So this was us before the pod, before the Super yeah. Bowl. So we all. Picked- yeah, I'm, on the full force football episode, I I picked uh, the Eagles, but yeah, I didn't I want to. But it's just man, well, you, you know. can't you can't win with one hand tied behind your back. And all, you they know, do, all they do, do is fucking run the ball. <laughs> And and that's the thing with the Eagles, though. To me, they can run the ball, they can throw the ball, they can. Well, their, so could the Niners account. with Purdy well, yeah. they were throwing the ball really well until dude. Purdy got hurt. Man, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not saying that's the reason you lost, but I don't think it helped. You know, um, fuck, because you're, you know, I mean, you're down to what your four string quarterback. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, they got a run. Set. They got a uh, touchdown with the four string quarterback, but then that fucker got concussion. I know he got hurt. And then Murphy's going out there trying to save the day with a fucked up arm. It was just Fucking a mess. Kyle man. Shanahan has the worst luck. He does. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But uh, let's get to our tracks of the week, man. Let's digress. So by the time you listen to this podcast, the Super Bowl has already been won. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, Mike, you picked Crowbar Planets Collide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really heard this band. I know you talk about them a lot. I love Crowbar. I need to check yeah. them out. Uh, and then, uh, Jerry, you picked uh, Nocturnal Light from the new Queensryche album. Yeah. Fucking really cool album. I just don't like two songs off of it, but it's a really solid album. I, a lot of those songs I put into Operation uh, Mindcrime with, with, man. The Rebel Yell kind of sucked. Huh? Yeah. Oh, Rebel Yell just sounded like a clone. It's like, it's a bonus track, so I don't, I don't fault them for that. But The Forest sucked. Um, and then I, I just want to go a little hard. Butcher Babies, Monsters Ball. <laughs> so that's my uh, track. That was a, a great album, man. Metal Church, Blessing in Disguise, man. Uh, thank you, Jerry, for uh, giving us yeah, that album. And, yeah, and me too, dude, re- because... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I finally get to return the favor to Mark because he's always sending me shit that I haven't heard, and I like a lot of it, so happy to return the favor, actually. Yeah. And and you know what? I, I'm glad because I'm, I'm definitely going to check out check out everything post this album. Like, I had this album back in the day. We had it. We bought it. Um, uh, but I did find out that this was their last record on a major label, and I'm thinking, well, maybe that's why I didn't know about, you know, because, you know, yep. yeah, so maybe, you know, because, you know, back then especially, if you got dropped by a major label, sometimes – your subsequent albums didn't get didn't get a lot of press. You yeah, know what like I'm saying? Cheap Tricks, uh, 96, 97 and, and that's I mean, the yeah. right. And I think that that's part of the thing with you know with now with the internet, we know it doesn't matter what the fucking label is. We know when a new album's coming out if you're paying attention. You know, back then, man, it was harder. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out everything after this album, Jer. So thank you, man. Um, it kind of reawakened because I've always liked Metal Church. Uh, but it was just like I, again. I think I kind of um, didn't fully appreciate them, even though I liked them. You know, I I had the first three records. I love them. You know, but this is one of them things where it was like, man, I need to check out more of their stuff. And I know that Mike wasn't always in the band. That they had another singer after this, didn't they? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I only know David Wayne and and, and Mike. I'm not too sure of the other guy. I know. I think Kurt actually sang a little while. And then Joe. And then and then and then uh, Mike came back. 
Yeah, I think. Well, did the other guy ever come back for a while too? I thought maybe he did before his car accident. Yeah, I'm he came sure. back in like the late nineties. Before, yeah, the, it's what I mean. Then he died. Yeah, yeah, and he got killed in a car wreck, and then poor Mike, you know, killed himself because of uh, his medical problems. So, uh, yeah, really sad, man. But really? yeah, like I said, man, he, this band has like been thrown under the rug as far as you think of the, those heavy power bands of the eighties. You know, yeah, Tyler, oh yeah. But, my Testament, Exodus, Blossom, and Jessam, all those guys, they seem to be under the radar to those bands. And yeah, Mike, yeah. maybe some, all, like, all the Exodus, all the Blossom and Jessam, like, and, uh, and the other, the, whatever you just said, <laughs> I'm fucked up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking love that shit, dude. I'm like, like, why was I just, like, narrow-minded listening to Metallica Megadeth? Uh, it's like, damn. It's like, you told me, Mike. Just because you're late to the party doesn't mean you suck. <laughs> no, I mean, just, you know, hey, better late than never, bro. Yeah, I know. That's my attitude. Cause, I like to dude, suck in there. Mark, I discover new bands all the time. There's been bands that have slipped past my radar that I didn't know about. And then when I hear them, I'm like, holy shit, you know, this band is awesome. Yeah. How did I miss them? You know, so, you know, it happens, man, you know, fuck. Well, like I got to say with Mark, it's like, He's made me realize, you know, bands like Night Ranger and Tesla, they still put out good shit. Except you know, for Shock. Okay. Well, yeah, Shock, okay. But I'm just saying, I forgot all about those bands until he brought them up and sent me the new shit. And this mm -hmm. is really good stuff, man. So I'm glad yeah. he's sending me this stuff. So. Yeah, there's and there's, like I said, there's all kinds of great new music out there, too, man. You know, there, I mean, yeah, ways maybe I'll... I think I'm going to have to have a talk with Bushy. We need to do an episode that focuses on newer bands again because that's a lot of fun and it's something we need to do. I mean, I try to do it as much as possible on the on the Metal Mike show, but I try to get a mixture of all kinds of subgenres of rock and metal, and some of it's new, some of it's old school, you know, classic le legacy bands, you know. But yeah, you know, I try to be all over the place. Yeah, so. man. I just want to thank you, uh, Metal Mike, for being on this episode. And uh, Jerry. Thank you. The honor is mine. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Jerry, permanent uh, rotating co host. And uh, we're going to do episodes where you and Charles are going to gang rape me with Ghost and Alba. <laughs> so look so are there going to be episodes where all three of you do an episode? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. All we right. Have, we have to do we're that. Interconnected. We're interconnected. So Now, yeah. are you still going to do the, the BS sessions as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. All right, man. All yeah, right. Man. We, anyway, do Mike, thing. we do album reviews here. We we make shit, shit up on the BS sessions. But, so. Mike, man, keep me informed, man, on that uh, spot if it, something opens up. You know, I sure will, dude. I'm going to keep you in mind for sure, man. We'll figure something out, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All so, right. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to say that, uh, uh, you know, check out these two guys. And maybe one of these days we could do a crossover episode. That'd be yeah. fun. But Bushy you needs to like actually the crossover well, with Judas that's Priest. That's fucking Bushy. That's Bushy, man. I guess he just didn't feel like editing it. So, you know, he, and I guess his <laughs> attitude's like, well, fuck it. It's out there so people can listen to it there. I, I don't know. I call it lazy, but yeah, what can I say? I, yeah, he's actually share the show lately. So I'm not going to say too much about well, it. I know well, how much work it takes to editing these things, especially with my fucking motor mouth motherfucking uh, dude, ass. I don't edit shit up. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't. It's raw. So, uh, uh, what I was going to tell you, Mike, I wanted you to pimp your shit. Oh, 
Um, yeah, by all means, check me out on the Plug Podcast with Bushy, music, and more. We mostly talk about music, but we also talk about movies and pop culture and even football and all kinds of stuff, man. And uh, couldn't ask for a better uh, co-host. It was his podcast originally. I was actually on a podcast with a former DJ. I don't know if you guys ever knew him, man. His name was uh, James McCormick, DJ Mac. We did a mind over metal, and and I loved doing it, man. It was great, and just as we were kind of finding our own identity, we were doing what we uh, was basically going to be retrospectives, where it would be multi part episodes. And the first one we did was Rat, where we talked about their entire discography. It was three episodes long, and it was fucking great. And that was going to be our format. And then uh, poor, poor Mac, he really does have the luck of the Irish. He re- real life just got in the way. Not only did he have to give up the podcast, but he had to give up um, the uh, uh, the radio station as well. But, you know, my, Mac and I are still cool, and I still have those episodes. I thought about giving them to Bushy for extra content. Like, hey, check this out for something, you know, fun. Because we had a lot of fun doing those. We were in the middle of doing Wasp uh, retrospective when all that um went down so you know but i really did enjoy doing that podcast and i missed doing the podcast and i was kind of looking for one but i wanted to be one where i could be on it and help promote it and let somebody else do the editing because i'm not like my brother i kind of suck at it and but she's like hey i hear you're doing a podcast why don't you do why don't you join mine you already have chemistry with me because we used to do a live radio show well, i told on you that i told you to get, get with bushy <laughs> i know you did you totally did and bushy hit me up yeah. and um um, so did Eric Jordan, believe it or not, before he hooked up with Edwin. And um, what the funny thing about it was, was, um, uh, man, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, Bushy got a hold of me because we did a show, a live talk show on that metal station called Knights of the Turntable. And it featured um, a guy who's no longer with that metal station. He formed his own radio station, Death Jeff. Um, and then it was so it was Def Jeff, Bushy, myself, and the original, well, the founder and and one of the owners, former owners of that station, Scott Green. And it was a lot of fun, man. We would play music and stuff, but we'd also like he had this whole thing, Would You Rather? And he would pick like the most disgusting things, and you had to pick one over the other. And he would do it to fuck with Bushy every time. It was hilarious. So me and Bushy had already established a chemistry doing that show. Um, it was a really uh, we had a lot of listeners. It was doing quite well, but you know, again, real life got in the way, and we had to quit doing it. And um, yeah, so eventually, Bushy invited me on the plug, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this!" And I've been doing it ever since, and and I absolutely love it. And I think we have great chemistry, and and uh, I'm very proud of the podcast, and I'm proud of all you guys, you Bushy, everybody that's on that metal station, even the DJs that are no longer with us. I'm proud of them as well. I'm very proud of that metal station, and, and uh, yeah, I, w- I want to take things bigger and better, and I'm going to not just with my shows, you too, but uh, yes, we got it. We got to get back on that too, yeah. and we got to fucking. Jai's the, the only I, one putting up caught content that kind of sucks. i know i know well right now i i don't i'm not that familiar with youtube as far as like loading shit up mm-hmm. doing all that and even if i do do one of my interviews i might have to have my brother or somebody put visuals to it i don't know we'll, we'll figure mm-hmm. something out i'll cross or that you bridge could just do a zoom video but i, I with, do like the zoom videos that we did that one time yeah. I, we need to go back to doing that but yeah, um, we should have a, like a thing what's going on with the station What's our show yeah. doing? You know. Yeah. Right. Right. And and everything. But I'm very I am very proud of that metal station. So make sure you guys check us out. 
Um, and also make sure you check these guys out and all our other fellow podcasters. Even if they're not part of that Metal Station family, even that Metal Station's part of the RMCP family. And of course, there's the Decibel Geek. We you gotta love those guys. Oh fuck so, yeah! Uh, Definitely. So um yeah. Chris and Aaron, amazing guys. So, yeah, man. Uh, oh, and like I said, make sure you check out the Metal Mike Show every Friday night. MetalStation.com from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed by Jai, the Aussie metal guy. He does an overnight show here in the States. It's late afternoon in his neck of the woods in Australia. And he does an amazing job, too. And, man, that guy has some amazing interview skills and always nails these interviews. Does a great job. I, like I said, I'm very proud of, of all the DJs and what we're doing. So, you know, thank you, Mark. You've been doing a good job. I do listen sometimes. I'm not always in the chat room, but I do pay attention. So, you know, and thank you for pimping the station and keep doing what you guys are doing because I think you got a good thing going. So, thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank, you, I think thank, you for being, thank you for being on my very first show, man. This has been a hey, man, it, it's, and it's an honor. Like, I, I was, like, stoked when I found out because I'm like, man, I've never really interacted with Cherry Soupy. See? I yeah. got it right. <laughs> Just think of soup, soupy sales. Yeah, that's all you got to think. Yeah, Mark calls me that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. you know. Like I said, you get bullied as a kid, you kind of grow a hard skin. So well, I, I, bro, I, got, I, I got bullied <laughs> also. That's why I'm good at it. <laughs> I mean, Mark and Mike, Tyler and Taylor. I mean, those are like the, you know, we, we can't say anything bad about those names. It's like, you know, but oh, yeah, you can. There was a bully that used to fuck with us, man. He, uh, he literally um, um, went to. Uh, he called me and actually he was a guy that bullied my older brother. He called us uh, "toilet face Tyler," and we were like, "What the fuck, man!" And you know, so we were kids and we got all pissed off about it. And we came home one day and was complaining uh, to my dad. My old man just looked. I said, well, "What the fuck's his last name?" And you know, my brother goes, "Eric Fry." And, my dad said, oh, yeah, okay, next time he calls you to toilet face, Tyler, call him Fish Eye Fry, <laughs> which wasn't really that bad, really. I mean, it's funny, but I'm thinking, man, Fish Eye Fry is not worse than toilet whatever. But, man, did this guy go ballistic. Hey, toilet face, hey, Fish Eye Fry. He fucking, like, wanted to throw it out and fight. And it was like, oh, so he was one of those where he could dish it out, but he was a total puss when it came to taking it. And I just keep st But that's the way most bullies are, real bullies. They're fucking cowards and they're bitches, man. Yeah. But uh, thank you for coming on here, uh, Jerry. And you did a great job, man. Don't ever doubt yourself, dude. I wouldn't. I've learned my lesson by having uh, drones on here, like Lisa and Claire and Andrew Jacobs, and Terrence <laughs> Reardon even guested on here. Um, Lee rules. I love Lee. Congratulations on anything you do, Lee. Uh, we yeah, won't sure. be playing any more of your songs until you guest, but. Uh, I like your songs. Uh, thank you, Jerry, again. And thank you, Mike, for coming on here. And uh, next week, it's going to be me and Bushy double-teaming Charles Trainer on Poison Flesh and Blood. <laughs> oh, poor oh good God. Poor Charles. Uh, I do want to say one other thing, man. All y'all out there, keep fighting the good fight. Stay metal to your dying breath, man. Ozzy bless. All right, Jerry, you have anything? Nah, uh, man. I, um, I'm, I'm elated about everything today. So peace, everybody. Yeah, peace, man. You guys have a great day, and uh, I can't say goodbye, Lee, anymore. So well, I gotta come up with a new thing with you, Jerry. What am I gonna say? Uh, fuck off, Jerry. I, 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 
I'm going to go fuck off now, all right? Fuck off, Jerry. i got to come up with something with Charles, because Say Goodbye Lee was an honor to uh, George Burns with Say Goodbye Gracie. Right. Because he yeah. reminded me of Cut of Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys, I might you guys don't know George and Burns and Gracie Allen. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. So a lot George of people Burns, don't. Gracie Allen, Say Goodnight. Say Goodnight, Gracie. That's night, where Gracie. Say Goodbye Lee came from. Uh. <laughs> I'll just say... Fuck off, Jerry. Fuck off, too, Mark. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Take Have it a easy. good one.
of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.